0: Are you a brew head, I'm a brew head Are you a brew head, I'm a brew head Y'all are brew heads, yeah we brew heads so a glass of craft beer, we can do this yeah. What's good y'all, this is C certified brew head and welcome to episode 49 of Beer and Artists Super Podcast and today we are here in Toronto uh, at Lalo with these three extremely attractive gentlemen If you could uh, very briefly introduce yourself and what you do here, just to save me getting it wrong
1: yeah, that yeah. my name's Colin, uh, me and Dan started up Lalo. Uh, I'm taking over the
2: brewing here at Lalo. Yes, you are, yeah. Uh, Dan, and uh, yeah, co-owner and operator of all uh, things Lalo. Love it.
3: Uh, I'm Brandon, uh, I was basically consulting here to set up the brewery, uh, getting Colin
0: on his feet, making sure uh, our processes were clean, and uh, yeah. Fantastic, so thank you so much for having us today, guys. Thank really guys. appreciate it. So. Um, I'm going to get straight to the beer and then I want to get into all your stories and, and see what's popping. so first of all, I'm a huge fan of this place. We came here a couple months, end of last year. You guys only opened, like you said, about August, I think, 2016. End of, end of there. End of September. Yeah. yeah. So we came here. I think you guys must be open like a month. And this is a essentially a hip-hop themed craft beer bar slash
2: brew pub. Yeah. and yeah? yeah. I mean, yeah. kind of, uh, yeah, the lifestyle of, I guess, uh, maybe a mature hip-hop listeners uh yep. space to have a drink um not just hip-hop i mean we'll, we'll listen to a bunch <laughs> of stuff but I, I think uh the connotation is that you know it's uh, it's music that you can listen to it's not being blasted in your ear i mean right. the, the main focus is more beer driven uh which is like a beer hall an urban beer hall which is still I about conversations yeah. and networking with people amazing um, the music's in the background but it's still it's still listenable to people that you know you can acknowledge it's good music but you don't have to I carry a conversation you don't have to, without exactly, screaming, yeah, you exactly you don't have to yell at anybody so. I love that,
0: urban beer hall is a really cool uh, phrase I've never heard that yeah
2: well I just coined that yeah well that yeah. <laughs> don't, don't
0: steal it um, so just before we get into a bit more about the bar and stuff what are we drinking right now? so this is one of your, uh, what do you guys uh, I guess I'd say signature beers but I think this one is kind of one of the key ones, right? This is. Yeah, this is Lowlands. Uh, It's our Belgian wit.
3: It's the beer that we have on almost all the time. Uh, It's, in some ways, a classic Belgian wit. In other ways, it's a new take. Uh, The mandate when we made this beer uh, was to make a beer that was very approachable. Uh, The clientele here, uh, we do have some people who are in as uh, beer aficionados. Mm -hmm. We also have lots of people who come in Interested in beer, but not incredibly uh, experienced with it. So we don't want to only offer Big hockey beers and stouts. We want to offer something that is still Approachable for a relatively new beer drinker, right? So the mandate was to make a beer that was approachable, uh, but still very full flavored uh, You know light but not boring. Yes, so okay. we decided on a Belgian wit because that's something that is uh, recognizable to most beer drinkers whether or not you are involved in the craft scene.
4: Yeah.
3: Everyone knows Hogarth and everyone knows, you know, various white places. beers, yeah. um, but the, the twist we tried to put on it was to put uh, more of the focus on the malt. Um, Whit beers are generally quite light bodied, uh, very crisp. Yeah. That's really nice. Uh, I like a Whit beer like that, but we tried to make one that was quite full bodied mm-hmm. uh, and put focus on <laughs> the flavor of the wheat. So we messed around a little with water chemistry and yeast choice mm-hmm. to create a beer that was aromatic from the yeast without being dominated by it. Right. And uh, that put, again, focus on the malt profile and what the wheat really tastes like in a beer.
0: Right, that's dope. So since we're talking about that, the, it's a Belgian wit. What is the difference between like a wit wheat, wheat? Like wh- now there's like, and like a Blanche or a blanc beer or whatever, yeah. like is there like a, a key, like a straight up and down difference? Mm-hmm.
3: That you guys uh, yeah, uh, it's geographic generally. Uh, there are oh. other differences as well, but uh, okay. I mean, all of those in German, it's a Weiss beer, uh, right. you know, and that means a white beer. Uh, and same thing in in, uh, in Belgium, that means a oh, wheat what? beer. It's okay. wheat. It's always wheat or white, and right. both of those terms refer to the fact that outside of most uh, most malt that you use in a beer is barley, mm-hmm. uh, and a wheat beer has a large proportion of wheat, sometimes unmalted, sometimes malted wheat. Uh, it's a different crop. Uh, anyone who's eaten barley and eaten wheat knows that they're not the same thing. Right, right. Uh, so you get a different uh, visual effect from it and you get a different flavor effect. Uh, the difference is generally that a Weiss beer is made in Germany or a Weizen, sometimes it's called. Right. Uh, a Wit beer is a Belgian style. Right. And when you hear a white beer that's generally an American interpretation of it, uh, many times that uh, drops uh, some or all of the yeast aromatics. A lot of American whites are made with a fairly clean yeast, right. uh, which results in a very different beer. Interesting. That was and good because I wasn't to know that. Sorry, The difference again, like, it's between Germany and uh, Belgium you have quite a bit of a difference in flavor as well. Okay. They use different yeasts uh, and Belgian, Whit beers are famous for using coriander and orange peel. Those are the classic additions. Right. That's uh, that's not Reinheitsgebot in Germany, which means yeah. it's against the purity law. Mm-hmm. Uh, wheat is the only one of the very, very few exceptions to the purity law. So right. uh, they can make Weizens, but they cannot use spices. Uh, Interesting. Right. Big difference between the two beers. Apart from that is also the yeast profile the uh, yeast profile of, uh, of a Belgian wit generally uh, moves closer to, to clove and some spiciness. Uh, and then in Germany, most of the weizens are dominated by uh, banana. Right, right, and that comes from the yeast generally? Right? Yeah, it's yeah. called isoamyl acetate. Uh, okay. It's a byproduct of yeast fermentation. Uh, you select your yeast for production of that and that's where you get it. And they do some fun stuff to maximize uh, how much banana they get out of it but right. there are variations on Weizen within mm. Germany, they're pretty significant, okay. uh, but it's one of their classic styles, it's the style of Bavaria, yeah. it's the, the, the southern portion, isn't the it? southern yeah. portion, yeah, centered around Munich, but it's a large state in Germany, right. uh, that's where Weizen comes out of. Amazing, thank you, that was good. So Isol I think, <laughs> Isolamyl acetate.
2: I-A-A. I still am a lot, but take. The we'll take the test after. Take the test after. Can you put it at the bottom when I? Yeah, we we'll put it up on the screen. <laughs> so, Brandon, you have to say just that damn word.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Ain't nobody made that shit. So, I want to know all your stories as well. Like, how the hell we ended up in in urban beer hall uh, in Toronto, drinking your beer with two brewers, and, and that. it's amazing. So, Colin, like, I'd love to know that. How did you end up here?
1: Right yeah, I uh, I'd say I got into beer um, actually in Peterborough, Ontario. I started 100%. working at a right started working at a really great Belgian beer bar called St. Veronis. Okay. Um, you know this place was great. It was selling Trappist beers, you know, 13, 14 years ago, way before the sort of like craft beer explosion really took off in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, selling really complex beers to um, well you know to, to people who weren't certainly weren't accustomed to those types of beers. Um, and I was one of them, you know, like I came in, didn't know anything about beer, just used it to get drunk, like pretty much everyone else. Uh, you know, then I started drinking these interesting like Belgian doubles and these triples and saisons and all these crazy styles of beer that really expanded sort of my conception of what beer is. Um, and then just working there as a server, as a bartender, selling those beers to people, like convincing them that like, no, no, no. what you think of beer is certainly one kind of beer, but there's so many other kinds. Watching people come in and just see their minds get blown by all these crazy, like, interesting beers. Um, that's how it got into me. Right. I started with that. Then I started uh, getting into home brewing as well. Um, moved to Toronto, hooked up with other people in the homebrew community, community. Uh, met Dan at a, at a brewery, uh, met Brandon at a brewery as
0: well you guys all work together right you guys all came from uh yeah yeah we okay. didn't have to speak of of the uh ex-employee if you do not want to but that's pretty cool that all you all were able to meet in one place and then be like you know what let's do something yeah and then cool. we
1: just started talking really it was just sort of like i think uh, i always wanted to open up my own place focusing on ch- uh you know challenging beers like selling interesting beers to people but not in a not in a pretentious way like in a really like hey like there's all these cool beers out there like let us share them with you you know like right. let's bring in some cool ones get people hooked
0: on interesting beers that's very good is that why it was kind of like what i think i was asking dan before like why you guys have your own stuff but you've also got a really great selection of bottles as well as like four rotating taps from like each uh, like from each continent or a, a bunch of different countries so was that because of like you know what i got my stuff cool this is what we're doing but also like yo you need to try it Yeah, well, local beer is huge,
1: right? Like local craft beer. Everyone's all about local. We um, we wanted to focus on markets outside of Ontario, so uh, you know Quebec, Belgium, Germany, like crazy breweries in the states as well. But at the same time, you know, we also wanted to, you know, we wanted to sell local beer. So our argument was sort of like, you know, you can't get any more local than like it's brewed in the kitchen. Yeah, you know.
0: Which is very cool. Yeah. So, you guys have a, it's a, what would you call it? We were talking about that before. It's like basically a nano brewery, but technically it's a pico brewery. that
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah. the system we're brewing on is the size of uh, maybe a medium homebrew system. Okay. Uh, depends on which homebrew community you belong to. Right. Uh, in some communities, it would probably be seen as pretty advanced. Uh, oh, yeah. In Toronto, uh, I'd say, as a homebrew system, we wouldn't be classified as an advanced system. What would um, it be? Middle of the road, middle high of the road. Uh, <laughs> we don't have like, a, I mean, we, we are all stainless. Uh, we're pump driven. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's lots of things that we have set up for this system to work properly. Right. Um, but uh, I mean, I know some people in town with homebrew setups that are way more intense than this. Right. So Because of that and because of the size, our batch size is about 60, 60 liters or so. Okay. Um, when it goes into the keg, it's it's somewhere between 58 and 59 liters often. Okay. And it's one keg per um, batch? Per brew, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, that, most nano brewing systems are at least one barrel, uh, okay. or which would be 117 it's two kegs to a barrel? That uh, two Yeah, two full kegs to it, yeah. Okay. Um, it's a completely arbitrary measurement, imperial system. It really is, it's... It's all made up. Ah, oh, work. Okay. Uh, yeah, 117 liters is a barrel. Uh, so okay. that's okay. Uh, a reasonable amount to right. set at. Yeah. Uh, most yes, Canadian breweries will, will run on the metric system. That's hectoliters, hundred liters, right, yeah. but yeah, Hector's most nano breweries. one hundred liters. 100 liters. 100 liters. Okay. So uh, most nano systems will be at least one barrel, uh, which is still okay. very small. We're you know sixty percent
0: of that. So hmm.
3: okay, so that's why it's on that pico slash. Yeah, some people would say it's a pico. Yeah,
0: depends how angry you would be.
3: Yeah, it depends. I don't know. Those are. Those aren't very well defined categories, so you know you can say what you want. Just what i uh, You know, some okay. people are micro breweries that aren't really making very much beer. Uh, right. I, I don't think it's too important to to define
0: the size, but we're small, right? Which is kind of cool, though, because yeah. it's like some of these beers, like you guys, will probably make once and then that's it. You get that one cake and then you miss out. You miss out. Is that okay. right? That's yeah.
3: definitely true. Absolutely, uh, we made that. that zero sum. We only made once. We only made the ESB once. I'd say probably half of our beers have only been on ESB once. But if they're popular, like what do you base
0: on? What do you base the fact that you make it again?
3: On? Uh, I made a different beer every brew for the first maybe six weeks. Okay. Uh, partially because it was fun. Yeah. Partially because you have to kind of gauge your clientele. Yeah, uh, yeah. You can try to make the beers that you like, but if everyone who comes in here, you know, wants to have a dark beer. Then you should make it darker. If right. It's not wasn't on your list. So another uh, big
1: part of why we chose the styles that we did was we wanted to sell styles that we aren't weren't necessarily seeing being produced at a local level as as much. Mm-hmm. So uh, for example, like the Belgian wit, the uh, Brauweel that we have coming out, the uh, zwickel beer was our amber lager, the uh, Belgian golden ale. Yeah, these styles you don't really see very often in like um, in sort of like the Toronto craft brew scene. Like it's seems to be a lot more focused on pale ales, IPAs, Very much so you know, right.
0: Saison's as well, which we love as well, but we wanted to do something a little different. That's cool. I really like that. Without getting into it just yet, I, I'm always passionate that Canadian breweries aren't messing with the Northeast IPAs enough, which is what we're actually, one of the reasons we're here today was to brew a Northeast IPA for Notion's album launch, which by the time this comes out, that would have already happened. So I'm sure the beer is fine. But like, <laughs> it's really cool because no one's doing that though. Like, because I know that beer specifically, when we, were, we spoke about it, when we were like, to your brand initially and then yep. we are like, alright, this is what we were thinking. Yep. Like, nobody's really had the balls except, like most, there's a few that are doing it, like on the small, you know, that field's got their laser show, I know Bellwoods, are, a lot of their beers are rising now. Off top, I can't really think, of. Bell City has one, um, there's one called, what's that, Bomb Cat or something, out like far, like, apparently they have some good northeast IPAs, but the general thing in Canada, I noticed in Ontario and Quebec, I can speak to, they're not really following that trend quick enough and I know it's kind of hard because these beers have a short shelf life, ish. Mm-hmm. I know we spoke about that briefly on email, but um, I think it's super cool because at least you can like make this beer, you can you, know, you, know, you can have a special event for it,
4: mm-hmm.
0: put that out. Like come to like, we went to one in Montreal recently for for a northeast RPA one, and it was super sick. It was a fantastic beer. They only had I think like eight kegs of it, and that was it. it. All went in a few days, and they had that week folks done it. Then that's it. Yeah. And I, I don't know something about that is like like you know we hunt as craft beer nerds and stuff, which we all are. Like you know, we hunt want that, that hunt for the beer is, is kind of part yeah. of the game. Mm-hmm. So it could be well, there's to... definitely a
1: circle between, you know, people, brewers make, breweries make the kind of beer that they think people will drink, but right. then people are only exposed to the kind of beers that brewers are making. So it's a bit of a closed circle, That's So good point. and it makes sense, right, like a, a massive brewery might not want to take a chance on a, on a style that they don't think will really take off, so they might not make a huge production run on it, but for us, if we're only brewing 60 liters it's, not, it's really not a, a huge deal right? right so we yeah we can experiment a little bit more with styles and our whole you know our whole business isn't dependent on on that specific brand exploding you know? right but we have found actually that people do really like these styles
0: that we're making that's great at least we keep testing and uh, yeah. keep rolling them out um dan do you want to let us know
2: your uh, story mate uh, you uh, we on i on mean that? essentially i uh, obviously worked in a brewery as well i'm a bit i guess you could say late in the beer game um I came into a brewery setting where I was just a manager, uh, and then I got to know brewers um, and going out around the city uh, when I guess the beer epidemic was really starting in the city
0: <laughs> all the and
2: uh, <laughs> once that kind of started um i I met these two and others who were home brewing um, and by no means like I can't even pronounce that word like i don't i don't I, I don't like brew I'm not a brewer. Uh, but I'm I'm a selfish drinker, I guess, another coin phrase. Um, I just I, I drink beer for the fact of being with other people. Right. Um, I like having a drink because it's an excuse to be with uh, people and networking. And I've always liked to host, I think, my whole life. So when I was uh, in the industry, I always knew I was going to open it. I just didn't think it would happen so soon. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, for me, it's more, I think, just the social aspect of beer and what it does uh for friends and how people get to know each other right uh it's a great conversation piece and um i think that was always where i was headed with alcohol so uh,
0: involved in, like, to that time you. Uh,
2: i just saw it as this know, great um kind of uh social lubricant essentially <laughs> yeah. i mean let's just keep those phrases <laughs> yeah no, you guys
0: are just like
2: Whoa. uh yeah no and I that was it really um, I, I, I'm a musician by trade but I, I went to school for cooking and uh, food and beverage management and um, just from there it was more about uh, you know creating an atmosphere in a room that uh, my friends would enjoy first and foremost and I think from there we've discovered that we've created something that actually a lot of people like um, just with the room and the coziness and yeah. the vibe um, and going hand in hand with it is the beer and the beer I think speaks volumes for the type of place we are as well. Right. Um, it, both your own stuff and the stuff you choose to
0: put on. Yeah and I yeah.
2: think we're just very open-armed uh, company uh, we're definitely uh, super unpretentious uh, we're not telling anyone what to drink yeah. um, we want to them to learn and uh, just kind of be adventurous with us because we're trying new things too. I mean, we did his Vickle beer. I didn't even know what that was until Brandon made it. Right. Uh, and it turned out to be, I, I would say, by far our most popular <laughs> beer. I mean, really? it flew out. We had that twice already. we yeah. brewed that twice now. Yeah. So. There's a um, third batch on the way. Right. And there's nice. a third batch coming. So, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm I'm just, uh, I consider myself just, like, one of the people. I'm just, like, <laughs> I, I'm lucky and I, I got this place with these guys and, uh, that's my story is simple it's just uh, i'm i'm the networking i'm the friend who just opened a bar right
0: right yeah bring everyone we through whose idea was it was it you or who, whose idea initially was it to the bar was about like you both wanted your
1: i think own we spot? each had our own kind of idea yeah
0: was like hey that kind of like fits. yeah
2: that's yeah. it it was a, definitely like a collabo of um thoughts but i mean when we worked together it was a constant like man i'd love to just put a tribe called quest on right now but we can't and <laughs> uh you know yeah. then then like we'd go out for drinks after work and it'd be like you know I would love to do this and this and oh you know, let's try this beer tonight let's try that and then it just became a thing of like you know I just wish uh, there was a bit more openness to this serving of beer in the city I think mm-hmm. some of them come off pretentious some of them are not uh, as friendly yeah. and uh, I think just the industry service industry in general just needs a bit of a more human like quality I think right. they're missing that kind of uh people forget that we're all, we're all people yeah uh and it's a uh, it's very important like every going out should feel good and people who are there shouldn't be in a bad mood when they get there and people should be excited to be there uh, so that's great yeah we just I mean it and we just joke that you know we're both Italian and we like <laughs> European food and we love going to Europe and We love the beer and we like hip hop, and it was just like, it's so cheesy, but we just put it all together. I just kind of created.
0: Definitely not cheesy. Uh, Like, you know, I guess we'll cut to some B roll, but we've got some, like, you know, you guys have actually, that's why I always thought it was like a hip hop. When I tell people about the place, which I have when we came here that time, I was like, yo, this place is sick. Before you had the beers up too, Um, you know, you got, like, you know, you're taking a piss and you're looking at Tupac and Biggie on the wall and stuff, (laughs) and like, you know, across the whole venue there's there's little references. We've got some records over there, like most and stuff on the wall and, and a mural right here from Brian from Legends League. That's right, right? Yeah, yeah. Brian's there too.
2: Um,
0: which is crazy. So you guys have really like captured that essence of that's it's the one thing as you know, for anyone who watches and listens to us, like that's our whole thing. Like you know, we're MCs, we you know, we moved to Canada for music and hip hop and, and to be hip hop and beer is all we really live for. Right. And to have that in one place is like so sick and nobody is doing that, like, at all. And you're at some places you might they might play some some hip hop really but it's not like it's a focus the fact that you guys were at a place where you weren't able to like put on the music that you want. even as the manager you don't like to put hip hop on like yeah it's just like you know an interesting uh,
2: I think there's just a, there's a huge um, there's a huge group of people out there that uh, it's a mature hip hop crowd right I yeah. mean and it's not like you know. Is like a i I'd like to go, to go for a fancy dinner and have yeah. you know, listen to Dayla. I don't. It could be anybody. I don't know, but uh, why not? though I, it just seems unheard of. It's yeah, a, it sounds of like. What do you mean? You can't yeah. listen to that during this type of dinner setting. It's like. Well, I think that's you know, too shy. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna make it happen. So. Yeah, that's. And
0: I think for the exact same reason, I've heard that um, a lot of places don't serve. Beer in cans because it was looked down upon as it like, oh, only like the be beer comes in cans. Mm-hmm. And now, cans are like the like Quebec's got to catch the hell up because I have to come here to do trades to get a beer because there's hardly anything in cans there. But like, beer in cans has become a whole thing unto itself now. And I feel like I'm more like, inclined i go past the bottles. Like, well, I'd just rather buy a can. Yeah, like, I feel like even that's become a thing for the exact same reason. So you can come yeah. here, you can drink beer in cans here. Yeah, we have, have cans. I, we I
2: mean, beer in we still in have that. to in a glass. Yeah, for
0: us, it's not about what container it's in, it's about. What's inside it, right? Yeah, exactly. So, it's dirt. That's it great stories. Um, Brandon, tell us about yourself, brother.
3: Uh, I'm from Toronto. I grew up here. Uh, I started home brewing uh, when I was living in Montreal. Uh, my, yeah. Yep. You're two two. two you of my live? houses. Uh, I lived in the Mile End. Nice. Same. I lived on Waverley. I lived at uh, Hutchison Bernard. Uh, oh, right near home and stuff. Yeah. Nice. So I mean, when I was I was right in the same neighborhood as both DDC. Yeah. And uh, chop up a rock. Uh, the homebrew store just down yes, the road. We did right? that so, video there. Yeah, yeah. Uh I started uh, homebrewing thanks to the owner of Chop of Barack. What's you. his name again? I don't know. I forgot. I don't know. I never I never knew him yeah, very well. Know, yeah. No, I just would go in and he was kind enough to design us recipes. We didn't know oh, anything. Yes. So, so he would just give us a grain bill and be like do this. He do stuff, bam, and you yeah. go. That's uh that's how I learned to homebrew. Uh, nice. Well there wasn't a ton to learn when somebody's designing everything for you, but <laughs> that's uh, true. Uh, that's where I started. Uh, when I came back to Toronto, I started working in the same brewery as these guys uh, and I was home brewing a little bit, but then I decided uh, I was around beer so much and I was around a lot of beer knowledge from the owner and uh, the brewmaster there. So uh, I just started brewing quite a lot more seriously. Mm-hmm. I had many examples available of uh, of styles to mm-hmm. compare my beer against. and I started bringing my beer in and asking them questions and they were gracious and generous enough to... So you want to a brew when you were working there initially? Not for the first little bit. No. Oh, okay, cool. Um,
2: so no, we were all servers there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I started on the
3: floor there uh, and I, uh, cool. I started bringing in my beer pretty regularly and asking for feedback and uh, talk, talking about my process, how can I improve it and they were incredibly generous with their knowledge uh, and, awesome. and after about six months they... Uh, started talking about how they needed to hire somebody else because the workload was uh, tremendous on the brewmaster mm-hmm. and uh, I managed to hear them talking about it and weaseled my yeah. way in <laughs> and they decided to hire me instead of putting out a, uh, a call for, uh, for a job for applications. So I ended up starting as an assistant brewer. I was working uh, four days a week in the brewery and then two days on the floor. Nice. Um, so I did that for a year that was the year that I uh, yes. didn't see any of my friends Yeah. <laughs> I can so I, like, no matter who you work with uh, my server friends can't hang out on the weekend my uh, oh, yeah, my non-server then, friends can't hang out during the week
0: is that, I'm locked is that out no? every day <laughs> uh, like, yeah, so that
3: know. was worth it um, and then I moved full time in the brewery I worked there for a few years and then uh, I left I went to Germany did a six month very intensive uh, brewing education there. Um, spent a little time beforehand, a little time after afterwards. Uh, Travelling a little bit mm-hmm. nice and, and just taking advantage of the fact that I was in Europe, it's a huge blessing. And uh, then I ended up coming back here to uh, uh, to start a brewery, uh, which there was a lag time between when I got back and when we're starting up. So mm-hmm. uh, I found out my friends were opening a beer bar and wanted to put together. A uh, nano system. So they asked me if I was willing to come consult, basically, and uh, get them on their feet so that they could brew the beer they wanted to brew. And mm-hmm. so, just tried to come and transfer as much knowledge as I can That's and awesome. uh, get them brewing, making
0: the beer that uh, that they want to make. That's fantastic. Man. Yeah. For the the education, we we kind of touched on this uh, earlier when we were brewing, but um, I would say from the people we speak to here, like the vast majority of folk don't um, the bre- brewers that we've met don't tend to do the um, the, the school thing in Europe. I know Sam from Saltash sort of City did. That's the only person who comes to mind that I know for sure Man, did Sam, that. Sam went to the same school. You went to the same one. Yeah. Okay, good. And I know that a bunch of folks going you know, to go to Niagara or whatever the college down there, which apparently is fantastic. Um, what difference? Do you think it makes a difference? Like, what was the reason behind your choice to be like, you know what? I'm going to put the money up I'm going to go to Europe. I'm going to soak up that knowledge. Like, what could? What did that give you in hindsight? Now you've done it. You worked and you went on your feet at at brew, and you went over there. What, uh, what do you think you took away from that? I mean people have different
3: philosophies on education mm-hmm. uh, in general. Uh, there's lots of people who think uh, in, in many ways it's correct that you can learn more working than you can at school. Right. Uh, I've always had a lot of confidence in uh, education and I think it's, as with most things, uh, it's not useful to say you have to have an education or you have to learn at work. It's probably both. Right. So that's what I was trying to put together. Uh, after the time I was working uh, in the brewery uh, I realized there was lots of foundational stuff that I didn't really know and I didn't really understand and uh, I wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the timing kind of conspired in my favor. Um, my grandmother died and she owned a house that they sold and part of that, uh, part of those proceeds ended up coming to me as part of the will mm-hmm. uh, and it was enough to make a uh, going to school in Europe uh, f- pretty affordable for right. me uh, I did not have to take on very much debt to make it happen that's um, great incredibly lucky timing uh, I mean you don't want to lose your grandmother no of course. course but if there's one thing she would have been happiest for me to spend the money on Absolutely. it would be education, education. Mm-hmm. so that's cool uh, I ended up going uh, I wanted to learn the foundational stuff and uh, especially with the way um, the way beer is looked at in Germany uh, We talked a little about the difference between a can and a bottle, that a can looks uh, a little less elegant in people's eyes. Yes. Um, That's the same, it's exacerbated uh, when you talk about wine and beer, in most of the world. Right. Uh, Beer is something you drink during the day. It's like, it's kind of an, it's an every man's drink, every person's drink. Uh, And uh, wine is seen as much more elegant. Uh, This isn't- I only drink wine from cans. (laughs)
0: <laughs> which you can, can have you seen them <laughs> yeah. dude they yeah. are like dead serious are yeah. like Red yeah. Bull cans is that yeah. LCBO or, or an that's like yeah, yeah. or... LC, yeah. have you seen them joints it's hilarious I nice. saw sub- nice. a
2: sub story but my dad he started or he just found out he can order booze online and get delivered to his house <laughs> so he, he thought he found like this incredible deal on wines like, I, got, I got a case of wine and it was like $30 and it came and it was canned the big guy? red house <laughs> Wow. He thought it was the funniest. He thought That's it was true. funniest shit. It. it was so funny. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it was hilarious. He thought he got the deal Did of it a lifetime. The it taste? Good? It's actually not bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's Did you bad. try it? Here? No, I haven't tried it. You haven't tried it, maybe shit. they like little Red Bull cans. Almost. Yeah, the Red Bull yeah, cans, yeah. little thin ones. That's really funny. I love Did
0: you do the tonics in the UK?
2: Yeah, yeah like the premix, nice. right? Yeah, yeah. In Australia too. Okay. <laughs> Did you see that in Australia? Oh yeah, Oz was huge. Like, before yeah, here, yeah. before it came here, it was like Yo, the jacket cokes, like, 15, oh, all that stuff. Yeah, the UDLs, the pre-mix, the pre-mix, pre-mix mix. stuff. It oh, yeah. 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 was out of control. Oh, it, oh, sure. it was crazy. Everything. Everything. Anything you want. It was pretty gross. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's so filthy. But it was lazy. Like, when you're like 15, you like yeah. give me those black label gym Beam cans for like 8%, you get smashed at three of them for 15 bucks. Bam, bam. Going to the beach now. Yeah. One minute on your shoes, Sorry, Brandon. Sorry. Right. We're talking yeah, seriously. It's a good aside.
3: <laughs> uh, right, in Germany, uh, beer is incredibly important to their culture in a way that it's not in most other countries. Right. Uh, so uh, they take it incredibly seriously. Uh, to be a brewer in Germany requires a tremendous
0: amount of education, way more than I got. So you couldn't um, be a brewer in Germany like you can here? Like, you wouldn't be able to just get a job at a brewery and learn on the job? No, you have to no. have it, you have to educate yeah, yeah, exactly it at end of story. Yeah,
3: okay. pretty much end the story. And you can only do that program in German. What? Yeah. Okay. They're pretty protective about their huh. knowledge. Um, Interesting. For good reason. Uh, German beer is really world-class, especially when you consider the quality of the product they're making at the size they're making. Mm-hmm. They have breweries there that compare to fairly large breweries in North America. And the product that's on the shelf is completely world class. I'd right. say most craft breweries would, uh, you know, give their left arm to be able to make something like Schneider Weisse or Roadhouse Pils, uh, which are fairly big breweries, yeah. uh, and even if you want to get bigger, the Pilsner coming out of Arsteiner or, uh, you know, like the Polaner Weiss beer. These are
0: all yeah, fantastic beers and they're gigantic facilities, they're, they're not quite, you know. I think, Matt, would you say the macro? But they're not micro at that level, no, but, yeah. but they're not like they're they're Yeah. I mean, they're, they're industrial breweries, right. for sure. But uh, it's not like Budweiser a little White. Like, I guess the difference is they choose to use trash ingredients, whereas these guys are taking their job a lot more serious just at scale.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, maybe Budweiser's mandate is different. Uh, exactly. The brewers at Budweiser are, are going to be some of the most incredibly knowledgeable, educated people you'll ever meet in the brewing industry. Right. Uh, their mandate is consistency, it's about putting out a mass-produced product, right. uh, and their, uh, their quality requirements are incredible, and that's a very difficult beer to make. So, I'm not a fan of the beer, I don't like the way it tastes, but those brewers are beyond reproach. Right. Uh, they, okay. The product they make, the ability to make it that consistent all the time is, in a lot of people's minds, the highest expression. Especially the scientific brewers, it's the highest expression of brewing. Oh, uh, wish it was that's not the way I approach brewing. It's right. not the way most people in craft brewing. Right. You're offering a different product, but I don't think any of us would kid ourselves that if you plopped us into mm-hmm. one of the Budweiser <laughs> facilities, that we could do anything but hide in the corner. <laughs> uh, it's right. I think if I think if we're, asked to run, uh, if we're asked to run the facility, right? I right? think but everyone right.
1: values consistency in brewing too. Yeah, consistency. whether, yeah. whether
3: you're a craft brewer yeah. or. Absolutely, yeah, macro brewer. Absolutely. Yeah. And they've driven technology. They've driven uh, getting the most out of your ingredients. Uh, and those are increasingly important things. So uh, I agree with you. I really hate, like, I don't drink Budweiser. It's not something I enjoy, uh, especially ever. This after been like. uh, but in Germany, what you have is sort of uh, a uh, craft brewer's uh, attention to flavor and especially raw materials, mm-hmm. something that... Big breweries in Germany take very seriously, mm-hmm. uh, mixed with the knowledge and expertise of a macro brewery. Interesting. And so something like unique. the Radeberger Group is is a
0: tremendously large right. brewery. They are a macro brewery. Polana is a macro brewery. So I guess it's not the word. It shouldn't be as like poisonous as it is. Because like the, in, the, in the beer world, the beer is like macro. These are the most positive words I've ever heard about a yeah. macro brewery before. But it makes complete sense.
3: Yeah, I mean. So, like,
0: because yeah. that would be poisoned?
3: A little Maybe. bit, sure, yeah. I think, I mean, anytime you're in an industry, you look at the way it works a little differently from being, uh, like, like a, 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 pa- even if you're a passionate consumer of an industry, you have a different perspective than someone who's working inside the industry. You take a brewer's tour of any macro brewery, Coors, Miller, Budweiser, uh, some things you will not like but you'll be floored more yeah. than a few times at what they do at uh, their ability to push out product at a consistent uh, a consistent quality right. uh, is is tremendous. Uh, I mean, a lot of those macro breweries, the bottleneck in their system is the trucks right. or the bottling. Like system. physically,
0: just the that's the that's what they want to do faster.
3: They can make more beer if they had time. Food. So I mean. Maybe the best example is that uh, the most efficient macro breweries across the world are able to do 13 brews in 24 hours. Right. Of like what side? Like some sort of ridiculous size? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't even want to speculate. I mean the, <laughs> the, the, the new brewery Constellation is opening in Mexico uh, will do uh, what my cur- my future brewery, like what we do in a year, they'll do in 10 minutes. <laughs>
2: What?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's
2: Jesus unbelievable. Caress.
0: It's the constellation. I think constellation is Corona, they're the ones corona, who bought out. Corona, uh, Everyone they bought out uh, Bass Point. Yeah, that's, that's why everyone hates one, them. Yeah. Ten yeah. minutes. Yeah, that's yeah. insane, eh? Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's in terms of volume, right? No, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. They yeah. have like, no yeah. perspective. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Because yes. I guess it's just worldwide. And they just ship it all from there.
3: Yeah, I mean they. It's fucking crazy. The the land was so cheap in the desert that they. Uh, decided to pipe in their water, it's something like a hundred mile pipe or something, uh, to get their water in. And that was cheaper because it was near the US border and it was desert land. So they just built it. It's cool. what you get you really. It's the going biggest to, brewing facility in the world. Really? Yep. Is it open yet or is it about to? Don't know. It's I'm good. not sure. I don't know the timeline, but we talked a lot about it uh, when I was at school because they were. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's kind of. I guess that's nasty. some interesting stuff. It's kind right? interesting stuff. Does it
0: make you a master brewer? Like, what's the difference between a master brewer and a, like, a, like a head brewer or whatever? There's a variety of terms. Or is it just kind of like a wanky thing, like a um, title?
3: Yeah, it depends on where you are. Uh, in In Germany, uh, Braumeister is a protected term for somebody who has gone through the full schooling. It's like you wouldn't say you have a master's unless you have a masters, mm-hmm. Okay. And, that's what it is in Germany. Oh, right. It's, like it's, it's thic- a lot of, know. yeah, you can be a, uh, you can be a brewer, that's one term, but if you go all the way and you do your post postgraduate stuff, you can be a brewmaster. So that's like a, it's, it's a, it's a protected term there. Is it necessary? In Germany, yes. Right. Uh, elsewhere in the world no and elsewhere in the world uh, you would say that uh, you're only a brewmaster if you run a brewery right. so it's funny because here you could have a brewmasters degree theoretically and not be a brewmaster and vice versa
0: interesting yeah okay. i just gonna go no, that, right here. get the hops add the hops in um, so I want to talk to you guys as well like what do you guys think because you guys worked in the industry um, as like servers and uh, managing the, the spot now, right, now you're brewing you're actually getting your hands dirty with this mm-hmm. stuff. You guys
2: are both homebrewed before you said you're homebrewing. in mm-hmm. You're a homebrewing guy? I've homebrewed with brewers. With brewers? Are so you being like, let's the like not get it twisted. I am, no I am no brewer. I am no brewer. I like to drink beer and I've learned a lot from Colin and Brandon Go in general. But uh, yeah. Okay. How do you guys feel about. Um, I always think this is a great question. Like, who.
0: How you guys feel about the local scene and like I guess can, you can you probably speak mostly to Ontario Toronto specifically but like how, have you guys seen it change over the years I and mean, know, you started Peterborough and then maybe you did it from a more consumers perspective like because even though I started the blog in 2011 so I've seen huh. yo, know, like everything was kind of trash back then mm-hmm. nothing's spe- yeah you know, it was worlds above all the macro stuff like anything you can get yeah. from a beer store right but uh, one example I always get in a like Nickelbrook, for example, their like uh, branding sucked. Now they're sick. Their beers were like, uh, now they're fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bunch of breweries just like that who have just, oh, just seen the the like obvious, like incline in quality in all respects of the business. And then people, who, you know, probably seventy, eighty percent of people I like, ever speak to, everybody knows about craft beer. So like, I just want to see what you guys think. You guys have any thoughts? I mean, clearly, there's a positive thing being that you're investing into. Uh, an establishment and brewing yourselves and stuff, but do you have any thoughts on like the scene and where it's at and the, the folks involved in it, all that type of stuff? Yeah, I mean, I think it's
1: obviously a great scene. Like, where I'm happy that the scrap beer explosion has happened. Um, you know, it's done a lot for local economies. It's gotten a lot of people into beer. I uh, just exposed them to different styles that they wouldn't have had before. Um, I don't think there's really any downsides to it I think that we kind of touched on this before but you know like I think people are maybe um, sort of shunning those macro breweries a little bit you know like as we've said like you know there's world class beer being put out from giant breweries what what we would call you know like, like macro breweries uh um, You know, I mean, local's great, but local isn't everything. You know, local is important, and uh, we should strive to make local as great as possible. Yes. But if there's something great coming out of a big brewery in the States or a big brewery in Germany, mm. um, you know, we, we want to drink that. You know, that's what we want. What's um, good is
2: good, right?
1: Yeah, and uh, another big thing I would say is also sort of demonization of lagers is something that I'm hoping will change you in
0: Ontario. Like that's pretty common here?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think uh, Ontario's... Um, it's like they had to hate loggers to get into craft beer and to get into better beers. Right. And I think you're seeing this more in, um, you know, in the States, like there's been a little bit of a return
0: to craft, craft lagers, you know, like, huge, yeah. like, a, like a quality Pilsner is a, a great it was like, beer. You know, and hoppy versions of lighter beers. So like I had the yeah. other day, I like a hoppy Pilsner. It was phenomenal. And I've had a few others here that were kind of like dry hopped. Just like subtle, just to give them that little like yeah. little kick.
1: So I think even within the craft beer community in in Toronto, there's still a little bit of a, kind of like oh, you know, sort of anti lager sentiment, mm. um, which I'd like I personally like to see change because I think
0: like you know, like any style of right? beer, there's great examples and there's terrible examples. Right. But overall, like you guys are feeling optimistic about. Um say Ontario beer specifically like if
1: yeah I mean it's getting better all the time you know yeah. and it's I think that should be the goal for every brewery you know I want people who come here to love it but I want them to come back in three years and
0: be like everything it's even better you yeah know? and I think yeah. that should be the goal you know it's constantly getting better not resting on laurels have you guys noticed that though have you noticed like the improvement like what were you say when uh, like how you how the boys felt about the Ontario BSC, the BSC in general, I guess, than what you can speak to, but say Ontario. I just always think it's interesting to to see, like, if you've been in it for a while, because you guys have all had unique perspectives on on the, on the in the business to see it change. Because I definitely have noticed the change. So, yeah, you guys I have mean, any thoughts. maybe
3: uh, would have been five years ago or so, just just under five years ago, when uh, Bellwoods and, and L House opened. Uh, in many ways, they were. The first two, um, kind of new wave craft beer places to open. Yeah, there's was, there's was a couple yeah. smaller brew pubs. There's the Granite, which uh, has been. It is still around. Yeah, yeah and and that that's that's been around forever. That's been huge. Uh, you have Amsterdam's got uh, some good craft options. They do uh, another, that. Yeah. They uh, that they transitioned into from their blonde and their yeah. uh, uh, Dutch amber, as it used to be called. Yeah, um, uh, Big Will. Now it's Big Will. Yeah, the Stock Pilsner. That was that one. Stark is great. Yeah. It's, it's really nice good. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Ian is a. Fantastic brewer. He's got a great team as well. Uh, but uh, five years ago, it was the you know almost impossible to explain that the by far the largest city in Canada uh, had almost no craft beer scene mm. versus Montreal and Vancouver had yeah. thriving craft beer scenes. Uh, and and it's very difficult to explain. But uh, if you compare Toronto five years ago to Toronto now. You're looking, right? at, you're looking at no new wavecraft breweries mm. to dozens mm. and like a hundred opening up. It's so, crazy, right? Yeah we're, yeah, we're catching up quickly, yeah. but... And so there's growing pains. It's yeah. an incredibly, incredibly quick uptake. Uh, so there are growing pains. Uh, there are breweries that um, are not doing things the best way they could be doing. Mm. Uh, but most breweries I know in town are uh, voracious learners. They consistently want to be better. And uh, if they started and realized they were in over their head, they worked their ass off and got their head out of the water. And um, uh, it's really heading in the right right direction. There's lots of really good people in the industry. And uh, there's a good exchange of information. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, passion
0: is certainly, uh, there's plenty of it. That's great. Like to hear that. I guess you probably have an interesting perspective, being you EU in Europe and seeing how folks work out there. And like, mm. did it is there much difference? Like, are they doing are they doing stuff in Europe that we're not doing here? Some countries, sure. Yeah. Um, Germany has almost no craft beer movement at all. Uh, it's
3: incredibly young. Right. Uh, but interesting. Uh, Denmark has uh, yeah, a, opposite, booming, right? yeah, yeah. a booming scene. Uh, the UK has a booming scene. Yes, they certainly do. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, there are very fast growing scenes, uh, especially in you know, Spain's craft right. beer There was the the festival just,
0: just this
2: weekend. it yeah. gone, yeah. Isn't yeah. All, is picking up too, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, we were just
0: out there last year. Yeah. First time back in, in a long time. Three of us went out. And it's,
2: uh, it's crazy yeah, what I've heard from friends back then.
0: It's, it's very interesting. So, the way this is how I'm seeing it, so I wasn't in, I didn't know craft beer existed when I left. We left right. in 2010. I got into this. Was, early 2011 when I started so it's about the same time six years ago Mm. when there was no craft Bellwoods wasn't around Bellwoods came just before we moved to Montreal so we tried it because I lived up the road from there and like so I saw it go from like you know Trafalgar and stuff a lot of these sort of very plain English style sort of beers that weren't inspiring to what it is now then moving to Montreal which had a much more vibrant scene right but so now I'm sort of like you know deep in this went back to Australia and I was like don't people are telling me I did all my research I asked everybody. And they are definitely growing, but they're they're probably where we were five or ten years ago. Maybe not ten, maybe five. In the sense of people's palates there are very underdeveloped. So you know how the states right now, it's all about sours, northeast IPAs, like it was the hot bombs, now it's kind of moved to the juice and stuff like that. So I feel like just like with a lot of things in the world, the states are kind of leading the way. Canada, we're kind of on IPAs and pales. There they're on, they have these things called summer ales and golden ale so golden ale is like the sweet grass one and like summer ales are just i don't even know how to describe that right you, you like of type of thing yeah like yeah like coops but like sort of like less macro versions of that so like right. some sweet easy drinking stuff it's all so, climate beast so. is so hot yeah
2: yeah
0: yeah pretty much exactly really so, ipa very rarely well, it was but they're all soft like for, yeah. from my palate now like because we're so close to the one and now i got my visa i can actually go there and um and we feel like kind of spoiled with what we're able to access so Australia was just like yeah quite far behind as far as that and like what we we're saying before I reckon probably 80 percent of people I would speak to in I could say in Toronto and Montreal uh, are into beer at least somewhat, or at least are familiar with it, or for me, if they come over, I'm like, cool, let's crack some of these, and they're into it. Australia, 20-30% of people, like, mm-hmm. very young, like, no one really, everyone knew I was being a nerd, so people were brand It's uh, just, all, just, just all wine and cans there?
2: No, <laughs> yeah. well, no, we call it Gooner. Yeah.
0: You know, Gooner, yeah,
2: you put it in the backpack, you yeah. rock it with <laughs> the, the straws. Like, um, we call that ghost-busting, because we, oh, the, wine we, wine the <laughs> we oh, did that when we went to Byron. Blowing up off Pillar. Yeah
0: beautiful that's thing awesome. <laughs> so Australia is definitely far behind but I feel like they have crazy potential because I don't know that it's so young but they've got the path already kind of like laid out for people over here so all they're to do is. Well, it's fight, funny because yeah, it's you know, got you know such a big um, hop growing reach in there you know like yeah like there's a yeah. bunch of this like galaxy yeah you and know. Like, there's one called yeah. pride of ringwood so, and stuff yeah. is
3: that, speaking uh, of
0: hops that that's yeah
2: that's lights are out too we should probably lighting. change these glasses yeah no i got rid of it because you not said that that's oh. another one lights out, lights. That. Lights out that's what my pop says when your glasses is up it's like out. lights out oh what happened your lights out you got to change we oh. can keep talking while you're filling up well let's do uh the yes, FBA. That's very cool. yeah he yeah, is like a good
0: thing. yeah he's he awesome like, we, <laughs> can just, we can keep you while we're filling up and doing the fpa's so. cool yeah um so yeah it's really interesting so i guess when you were there you were there eight nine years ago so you would have had the same thing i grew up with which was just mostly macro stuff
2: yeah, no, I, I, like again, like I'm not a, I'm not a beer aficionado. I'm not, I'm, I'm a, I'm a phony, really. <laughs> like I I, 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 drink all of the crazy craft beer. Yeah. Um, but uh, in reality, I think I'm just, I'm just a part of the process, like everyone else is. Um, and I just had a lot of insiders that keep the infected. In fact, and I, and I knew enough people that I was trying to conform a lot of other people too. Right. So I look crazy. Right, like we all do, yeah. but man, you got to try this sours. Like, i am gonna drink a fucking sour beer? Why? It sounds but like it's gone bad. That? Like, why yeah. would I drink that? So <laughs> Dude, they're in a they're in, uh, the quiet taste. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, I've grown to love them it's now. Nice. I, now I think that it's probably. I mean, those and saisons are probably my my go tos. Right. If I was going out to somewhere cool yeah, to do a nice. new beer list, but I I it's crazy. Yeah. It's amazing how fast it it did change in Toronto. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I lived in the Junction. Um, and when I started working at the brewery, I was like going home and like I would go to the beer store LCBO and like okay like I should start what do I do? studying what the fuck are, what do yeah. I do? So I was grabbing like hor- when I look back horrible beers right. thinking I was studying right and like I look at I my feel list. like that is a pot of
0: studying though how can you judge unless you drink it? Yeah absolutely but I just like, like what am I doing? Yeah. I, I have
2: no I have no idea what I'm trying or what what these styles are and then uh, you know and then you like fast forward to fast forward to today now there's a craft. You know, there's a craft brewers section in yeah, LC. You know, like every single one. Uh, it, it, Even in beer stores like are—they have to, they have to have it. Because they I mean, got in trouble. But it's just crazy. Like that's crazy. It's amazing. Like imagine the music scene was like that. Imagine like all of a sudden people just got place. behind local singers more like that. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be amazing? I don't know. It's just funny, like because because it, it's alcohol. I don't know, but yeah, um, yeah it kind of sucks about, uh, yeah,
0: it's all the but. but
2: yeah, right. It's a, it's it's incredible, I, and I get that everyone likes to support local, everything. Yeah. Um, we were actually just talked about that before about like the
0: hipstifying of of everything. But why is that a bad thing? No, sorry, it was uh, Colin and I were talking about that earlier. Like, why is it a bad thing? That, yeah,
2: like loggers are being like well, demonized and such.
0: Even that, but even yes, that's a great example. But even on the flip side, like, why is it called hipster? Because I want to drink good coffee. Like, yeah. why do I have to drink Tim Hortons to be okay? Like fuck that like I want to drink good beer good yeah. coffee
2: good wine eat good food why I is cattle that, that term like? has to be it has to be dead at this point I mean I've n- I never use that term I mean, and if it I do good, like, ago, it's literally it's literally because you are like in suspenders with a beard and your glasses on. Like listening to a gramophone. Like, yeah, you have a gramophone and it connects to your cell phone and you know, you're rocking uh, the new Nike Roches or something. Like, it's just like, how, how many things can you say? It's all, everything's a fucking like, if you don't like a person, they're hipster. Or, oh.
1: Yeah, everyone's a hipster to someone
2: else. Yeah. Everyone. It's like literally. It's kind of what it is, right? Like, at one point, someone should just say, yeah, I'm a hipster. Yeah, so like why are you? Well, because I'm plain. I wear a T-shirt and pants, and because I, I don't like friends. Tim Hortons. I don't, no, I don't like, like Tim Hortons, and I guess you guys have a problem. I don't drink an yeah. I, I I actually I hate that term. I think yeah. I used to be called a hipster too, and I was like, why? What? Because like I don't. Like, are you insulting me or yeah, you know? Are, like, what's the what's yeah, the, the, the issue? What's the yeah. point yeah. of this term? It always bothered me, and then like yeah, then the beer, and then the, the beer connotation. The beer thing pisses me off more than anything. Same. It's like so because people are now more knowledgeable of beer. I mean, granted, I'm not like the asshole going to a restaurant and be like, hmm, like this, um, the hops is just like, can I get something, you know, a little little less with, do you have anything from, you know, San Francisco? It's like, okay, man, like, fuck, okay, I get it. You're 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 a beer connoisseur, awesome, good for you. Here's a Budweiser. Like, <laughs> like just shut, shut the it. fuck up. <laughs> but like, I that and again, that's the pretentiousness in this business. Yeah. Uh, Do you see it a lot? Do you guys see it here? I don't see it. Well, I can pick them out, but I I'm I take pride in like being able to break them, to, like, like pull them out of there. Just get them out business. and just be like, come on, come on, man. Like exactly. There's let's, a, let's, I mean, have a, let's have a pills, right? now. Yeah, I think it. I think some people, I. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to insult anybody. I just feel like it's, uh, it's. Some people need to have something, right? And if beer's their thing, good for you. But I just don't think. Like for me, it's hip hop. And maybe I'll talk your ear off too much. Or maybe I'll come off like, oh, I know more about music than you do. Or like, I discovered this group or something. That's the only. That exact thing is the only reason I
0: kind of not relate to, but I'm sympathetic to some of the beer nerds like that. Yeah, absolutely. Because i like, oh, little brother, like, oh, now you like Fonte, because he's in, like, right. oh, exchange, now you in, 2002. Exactly, you know, like, Ford Exchange was, like, yeah. all the
2: way. So, yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. I, I think, exactly. It, I think it's, that's a really great uh, I always metaphor. compare everything to music. Yeah. I, in the end, I always compare it to music and how, how it could affect, a certain, like, if you thought about it like this, Think, like open your mind a little bit is yeah. all I guess I'm trying to do to people no it's, but uh, it's good. I do see it I do see it all the time and when we worked yeah, at yeah. our first brewery which was like More brewery, it night was night. it was one of the first up-and-coming bigger breweries that started in the city that was definitely when the, 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 the phrase beer nerd like I never even heard it all right our beer geeks and like you know we'd be warned like be ready the beer geeks are coming they're coming and like be ready for them uh, because a well, because yeah, like as a server, well, like, yeah, as, a server, a as a, 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 anything, any position, because you gotta, you gotta somewhat know what you're talking about, uh, or they will put you in your place, <laughs> and uh, they might even write a bad review that you know you're un- unknowledgeable of oh, what you were talking so about. So that's a
0: concern. Like I'm like, like,
2: Yelp is actually like messing with your life. Well, like a dude sits down right away. What's the ABV and what's the hops inside? I'm like, dude, I don't know. I didn't make it, but I'll find out for you. Right. But like some people are like. What an idiot! Like he doesn't even know, doesn't even know what, what, uh, what was used or how they dry hopped it, or it's like, right. all right, man, well. You're just supposed to drink it, right? Just chill out. Well, to be honest, I'm that guy. Yeah, but not, like, it's not, You're not. You're not in and their I'm face. Like, Do you happen
0: to? Does it say on the menu? Yeah, like, sorry to bother you. Yeah, because I'm writing a review. There's nicer mean, ways to
2: be but... Yeah, there's a, thought, a humanization like, like, thing that has to happen for sure. When you
0: want to have like, a cool as a beer nerd, you want to have that like conversation with the server. Like, totally they enjoy that every
2: single time. If they're but knowledgeable, and like, I think, and I think maybe, uh, uh, I could be wrong too. But maybe the beer nerd or beer geek. Isn't taking in consideration that that person learning who's working at that establishment wants to know just as much more as they want to know. Right. So I think there should be more of a balance of, uh, it should be a fair conversation. Yeah, uh, you're
0: right. If people are being rude about it, like, I don't know,
2: Yeah, just, I like, think, like, if I was, uh, in hindsight, like when I was a server, I think that, you know, if I maybe made an effort to pull more information from them, maybe that would have changed the whole dynamic. Um, of each, like, the exchange the would draft. change, right? Because then I'd be like, you know, I, I'm i actually, I don't know, but could you tell me? Yeah, let me you know. I like, guess they'd almost get off of like I, like, I'm giving them a little bit of power. Yeah, a little, like, yeah, all right, tell me about right? it.
0: Like, oh, yeah, well, yeah. it could work. I don't know. It, it could backfire because then they could get too cocky, but uh, it depends on you have to, like, play that depending on the person. Yeah, exactly. Because if you get you pick the wrong guy, like, then you're. <laughs> like, yes, it's then a, they'll put you in your. your nice They're gonna I'm
2: not tipping it. No, even know you're not what, getting. You're like, not what, getting I mean, These guys know anything about <laughs> beer. Yeah. It's disgusting. But that's my position, right? Like I'm. I. Uh, I would say I know like seventy five percent of uh, what's happening. Mm.
0: And, in uh, general or with uh, <laughs> just like, or <laughs> all in, in
2: a whole life in general <laughs> just, in, just 75 Tops. uh <laughs> so no i hey, bro, i think i talks. just ha- like i have a handle on it but i i obviously like i to this day i still go to brand or i text Thanks him but he's it. not here and just like hey what uh what am i talking about right now yeah <laughs> what's going
0: on here
2: um but well, I, I like to sell it and i think that's the joint too like yeah, yeah. People get excited about beer too, and it's just a few little words that kind of captivate them. Oh, really? Yeah. Curry leaf? How? Yeah. I don't understand. Like, how do you do? White peppercorn? What? <laughs> okay, I'll try it. It gets fancy.
3: This is day. Dan.
2: Dude,
3: <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to sell Laylow here. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, what is this
0: bad boy we have right here? Uh, cool.
3: We called this Five Elements. Um, I don't know. I'm. I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, Putting too tight a label on the type of beer that you're making. Uh, People do talk about New England IPAs a lot or Northeast IPAs. Uh, I I don't, this isn't exactly that, but it's very much an IPA. This is, I would call it an IPA. Uh, I think every style has lots of room for interpretation, and I think with what people are now calling New England IPAs, is an interpretation. Of an IPA. Yes. Uh, they did not give themselves that name, and I don't think they would give them the chance. I think they just think they make an IPA a certain way. It yeah, is everything thing. there is just hazy. It's crazy. It's, yeah, but it's uh, yeah. I think they would just say this is our IPA, Correct. and if you want to take inspiration from it, uh, you know that's always an honor if someone takes inspiration from something you make. But yeah. um, I, I I don't think they want to create a regional style. Uh, as well, far I as I know. Did. Yeah. But they did, but uh, yeah, I mean, this is, I would just call this, this is an IPA. Right. uh, Called Five Elements that we made with uh, a blend of hops that uh, we're big fans of.
0: Was it intentional to make it, this is hazy, this smells
3: juicy as tits. This is, um,
2: that was the first thing. <laughs> that was the first thing we. had Are they for not the
0: juicy? Yeah. Are they not juicy, juicy tits? Uh, was the that was no, <laughs> our first, first, first name, right? Yeah, yeah but then I mean, we're, we're on the level, bro. We didn't know if it was, it was gonna. gonna you guys be waiting? I just give me a call, right? Yes. I right am. <laughs> don't worry, I got right. you. Yeah, we I'll will. Um, <laughs> like yeah, we will, bro. We uh, <laughs> <name is laughs> Absolutely, right. we'll call you. <laughs> I'll be waiting. <laughs>
3: Bad. Uh, the haziness comes in part from the grain bill we chose. It comes in part from the east. It comes in part by this is the largest uh, dosage of hops I've ever done. Uh, in Until beer, today, ever. Uh, today we're doing about the same thing. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Can, can we just, like, uh, can chuck something else in just to make do, it a little more? Just to, yeah. just to, just to <laughs> get <laughs> to <laughs> number one. To number one. Uh, we could. Uh, okay. I think. I think what we're making will turn out the way we want it. Um, Fantastic. But yeah, this is this is a pretty high dosage of hops. It's, it's something I almost didn't do at the last second uh, because you weigh it out, and you look at it, and you're like, and you're this, like is this, crazy. Is, "This is crazy." This is crazy. But uh, I was like, "Let's do it." Uh, so we ended up with five elements, which is um, very very hoppy. Yes, it's it got a pretty strong yeast profile. Uh, we and caramel and
0: stuff out of this. A
3: little bit, or is that? There's just a like, very small amount of some flavoring malt in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, a, I'm not a fan at all of, of um, crystal heavy IPAs. Yes. Uh, so I, the crystal percentage of my IPAs it's, it's is, is incredibly, small. Right. incredibly small. So small as is to think that you wouldn't, when you're designing the recipe, it would look like you're not going to get much flavor out of it, but we find we get uh, a somewhat of a significant effect on the overall aroma and flavor from that small crystal addition. Right. That's fantastic. So, uh, yeah, there's a few hops, there's Galaxy, there's some Australians Zealand, uh, and the Kiwi some New Zealand, What's some American. Nelson. Uh, yeah, there's some Nelson. Nelson? Yeah, nice. Yeah. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, things are at a ratio. Uh, I like to use those uh, very famous, uh, strongly aromatic hops. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Nelson especially is probably the most distinctive hop okay. I've ever encountered in terms of its flavor
0: profile.
2: Interesting.
3: Cannot substitute for Nelson. It cannot I heard, be done. Tell me what you think it is then.
0: Um, I heard that if you put Galaxy in anything, Galaxy will overwhelm every other heart. So it's always gonna yeah, be Galaxy yeah. Is that was that correct?
3: I yeah, I would in my experience I yeah. I would say that Galaxy is uh, a bully. <laughs> uh, I like that. And uh, Nelson is as well. Right, so that would be um, the next... So they're, they're we support bullying here, though. <laughs> yeah, damn right, we do. <laughs> uh, the, the thing I like to do with Galaxy and Nelson is to, is to have it as part of my hot profile, uh, but to rein it in uh, and use it as a smaller percentage uh, to back up the rest of my hot profile. I don't want to just smell Galaxy. I don't want to just smell Nelson. Uh, I want them to bring uh, complexity to other hops. I use a lot of classic hops. Um, I'll use some hops in my IPAs that most people would not associate with hoppy beers. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've personally found, I've gotten great effects from that and uh, different flavors, but I mean, uh, yeah, I I think more traditional American hops especially uh, have fallen out of favor uh, with new homebrews or the new trend in uh, IPA making, mm-hmm. and uh, I think there hopefully will be a return to discovering what these hops are capable of. Yes. Right. When you say traditional, you're talking like Cascade, Centennial, whatever, or yep, or even before that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe not before Cascade, but before Centennial. Right. Yeah, you, you've got some even older American hops that are getting uh, get known these days. Yeah, or just if they're not. I mean, I don't know many people who frown on hops the same way people frown on you know macro brewers. Right. But uh, that's true. There are hops that I don't think people. I think people take for granted, or just don't really have never really exposed themselves to very much because uh, they don't have much uh, hoopla surrounding them. But uh, that's there's some really there's some really beautiful delicate hops coming that exist in the states. Right. Uh, that have noble characteristics. Uh, that are fantastic in any hoppy beer if you if you you know
0: Balance your flavor profile uh, Like the way you broccoli. want on it. To. Okay. Yeah. How do you feel about or how do you guys feel about single hopped beers? The reason I asked when we spoke with uh, Judy CLJF was saying uh, and I've never heard it said like this before. He's like he doesn't like single hop beers He likes it when there's a uh, second like an orchestra like You get the yep. bass line and the drums and the guitar and stuff. I was like damn I never thought of it like that because yep. I kind of like the fact that you can use like um, you, know, you could have the same moat built and everything's exactly the same yeast and everything and you're just like I actually right, there and like cascade there whatever you really get the, it's like the, cooking right yeah. you yeah. could
1: have like a dish with whatever heavy paprika or something right yeah. and it's like oh, that might be good
3: but if you could blend it with a bunch of different spices mm-hmm. it probably tastes
1: better depending yeah. on what you're going for but.
0: right
3: I think I mean that's uh, orchestra's a really great term um, that's kind of what, what I was just talking about with balancing your hot profile yes. uh, that you know I don't want you know, one instrument to really, to to really dominate. Uh, to borrow JF's um, analogy, uh, I agree with him uh, for sure. I don't like very many single hop beers. Um, however, uh, I think it's a tremendous learning device uh, because, as with any experiment, which is pretty much what brewing a beer is, uh, you want to isolate. Variables. Nice. I remember so when Keiths it. came out with their uh, single hop. <laughs> we line. all thought yes. Single hop line, yeah, I and I was
1: like, oh, okay. "Not a very good beer, but it's actually pretty educational." Yeah, yeah it's really kind of cool. It's kind of cool that they put that out, especially
0: at
2: we Would have preferred them <laughs> to use hops.
0: And,
1: uh, <laughs> someone's gonna
2: pick up
0: on it. They put in Jay's games.
2: Yeah, they were that yeah. Jay's Games for a bit, they had all three, yeah. and I was like, well, I didn't yeah. buy one, but I was like, well, at least they're learning. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought it was, like, yeah, it was, inspi- it was inspiring, yeah. I think, you know. For them, yeah. I was like,
0: damn, I mean, they were pretty, pretty trash, Yeah, as expected. Bellwoods yeah. has been
3: doing uh, monogamy since they old, for a while, right? much,
0: right? Yeah, uh, the latest, the latest ones, the Idaho 7 one? Yep, yeah. Idaho Seven is this um, oh you did say that. Like, yeah. I don't want to give away the proprietary information. <laughs> yeah. yeah I don't have seven some, some. I keep seeing that now. Yeah. I think you said that and i have seen it in something else. I was like, I never even heard of it until like um, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So it seems like that's the new hyped uh, so,
3: so yeah, I mean yeah, I knew hop beer is everyone
0: wants to use it for sure
3: just to right. see what it's like. But a single hop beer is very educational because to really make, get that uh, if you don't ever change your yeast profile, your water profile, or your malt profile when you make those beers. You have a fairly narrow result. You can't have the exact same result because there's always variations in your process, but fairly narrow and the only thing you change is the hop. You have a pretty good idea of what the hop is like. Yeah. When people do a single hop beer, one of the nice things is that you're testing the hop as a bittering addition, you're testing it as a flavor or aroma addition, yeah. and as a whirlpool addition, yeah. and dry hopping. You can see along the way all of it's different properties. Right. Um, so it's a very good learning exercise. It requires a disciplined brewer because it's not that interesting mm-hmm. in my experience to right. to so brew, just do the one. Because I mean it's so like pretty it, much like
0: all right, bitter. You wanna Ow. get
3: through all the uh, you want to get through all the hops you're interested in, you have yeah. to commit fifty brews to a you know, a pale ale that you don't you know this just very basic brew. Um, so I'm glad people are doing it. It's very interesting. You know, Actually, my favorite thing is that Bellwoods does it with almost every hop they get. Right. So and uh, they do it well. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I just try to go in and try those beers as much as I can, and yeah. then I get an idea that one. I get an idea of what that hop yeah. tastes like alone. But uh, I don't think I would. Uh, I don't think I would ever make a beer just with, with one, one hop unless I was trying to isolate that hop and for specific and it was a flavor. Yeah. If yeah. it was new, if it was a new hop I
0: never tried, it's a great way to, to figure it out. it out. How you guys feel about lupulin powder? I know we spoke about it on email. We got a bit obsessed with it because we yep. picked some up in the, in the states. Yeah. Finally, because you couldn't get it, but I feel like uh, yep. but it wasn't appropriate for this beer, unfortunately. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, the I noticed like the the Bellwoods Monogamy has Idaho Seven hop, uh, like hop hash, whatever you want to call hash, it. Hop hash, yeah, no, Which is no, is, gonna, is no, there a no, difference? As far as I don't really? really Yeah. Really?
2: Yeah. Because I thought it was just. Really.
3: I thought it was same stuff, different. Uh, I have not uh, done much 30. reading on it. From, from the people I've talked to, uh, those are two different things. Similar result, right? But, um, yeah. The two different products. Yeah. Oh, well, as there you far go, as I, I know, mean, shit on yeah. that, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I mean, don't don't necessarily <laughs> quote me on that. But, um, but we're gonna no. we <laughs> learned. It was learned it from her.
0: Yeah. 'Cause it's better if you're right than you're like, yeah. like you just Donald Trump. Yeah, I never said that. No, no, no. <laughs> never said yeah. Donald uh, Donald Trump. Uh, <laughs> wow. I <Sorry>, was <laughs> I wasn't comparing you to Trump. <laughs> I never said that. I never said that. <laughs> I never said it. Prove it. Um <laughs> fake <yeah>. news. <laughs> uh I was
3: I think uh, yeah, I mean I think new hot products are great. I think uh, the reality is that uh, with the expansion of craft brewing and the uh, importance of hoppy beers to many, if not most, craft breweries, there's really not enough
0: hops for that right. to continue indefinitely. So, because um, I guess it extracts just the the little stuff on the inside, right? The little yeah, like, pure, yeah, yeah. So, like, like. To, to harvest like a whole bag of of the hop hash would be like a shit ton of hops because you're to get you're only getting a little bit per yeah. from what I've seen. In the pubs, Yeah, very I mean. small amount. It's all on the
3: basically the stem of, yeah, the, of the, the cone has, has, has little, little yellow nodes. That's where all your goods are. That's crazy. where they're getting all the lupulin l- powder for. I'm a big fan of hop products. I think they're um I think they're amazing. I think it's uh it's the best way to store hops. It's um, probably in the future. Best way to get your hops uh, to as many people as possible. Mm. Um, I haven't. I don't have any experience brewing with liquid and powder. Right. Uh, But we use a lot of CO two extract here. Um, We don't use any. uh, We don't use any hop pellets or hop leaves as a bittering addition. Okay. Everything is CO two extract. What does that mean? CO two extract is like a alpha acid extraction. So basically, your bitterness. that you're getting from uh, the hop is an acid um, that uh, you need to first extract out of the hops Mm -hmm. and then uh, you need to change it chemically during the boil otherwise it's not soluble, it would be like trying to put oil into Into water but if you boil it long enough it changes at its basic level uh, into something that is soluble in water or partially soluble in water now when you have CO2 extract, they do a very cool, uh, shocking process to extract that alpha acid from hops and then it comes to you as like, about molasses consistency.
4: Right.
3: Uh, it looks about a little like honey. Uh, it would be the single bitter, most bitter thing you'll ever taste in your yeah. life. Uh, yeah. And For us, it's, uh, it's both a huge advantage for um, yield because a uh, it's totally soluble. So instead of adding a bunch of plant matter that will absorb liquid, uh, you add something that dissolves, like adding honey to water. Right. You don't lose any of the water. The honey just
0: disperses. And it doesn't clog the lines. It's no clogging yeah, the lines. This bad boy.
3: You also get, um, you get a, uh, a very, in my experience, you get a very, very clean, uh, pleasant bitterness from it that um, you can get from hops, but... Uh, that uh, CO2 extract is a lot easier to ensure that your bitterness is is how you want it to be. That's great. And it's uh,
0: shelf stable in a way that hops will never be. Right, because that liquid form it kind can't of kind of really go off. Yeah, but, it, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Another thing I noticed uh, the other day, and I was going to keep talking about bellwoods, but I was there. Someone told me recently that because every single podcast we're always talking about northeast IPAs it just ends up coming up because i are stupidly obsessed with it and dude was telling me that um, the, like the Jetsu Pale Ale that it just continually has been getting hazier over time uh, from, from and even the homeboy when we were there he told me he's like yo Wizard Wolf like I always tell people to try it now if you haven't had it for a few years like it's a different beer now mm-hmm. like try that so I guess that was like my first sort of um, encounter with breweries actively growing their beers and the dude said it was with our uh, yeah, I saw him the next time I went brewing so he was serving, so I guess I'm saying it's kind of you guys, like he's a brewer and a server um, and he was like, it grows with with their their individual tastes in beer, so being that the trend right now is kind of moving towards this thing I know it's overhyped and I get it but I guess it's just, you know a couple of years ago it was hot bombs from the you know, west coast like pallet wreckers, now it's juicy ass though, whatever you be. so it is, you know, I'm sure it'll we'll move from this in a couple of years too, but how do you guys feel about the idea that like you could have this lowlands like if that's one of your key beers and then in two years time it's going to be a completely different beer because there'll be sort of trends that all will happen and maybe as you grow as a brewer mm. your taste will change and you'll be like nah I'm going to chuck this in or something how do you guys feel about that as a whole thing where a beer that's a brand like like that um, can evolve with the taste of either
2: the, the client clientele or the, uh, the brewer themselves there should be flexibility for sure like I think that even with the lowlands we've already spoken about like you know when it's summer like why not add fruit to this lowlands and mm, right. try something I mean would you rebrand it though if you did that would it be I like, mean no I think like it'd be lowlands. Lands, would yeah, it just maybe. be like it just be lowlands
0: just, yeah, but it's, it's just, still just just the, same recipe, the same recipe but we're adding
2: fruit right? yeah. I mean I think like a I mean we're not necessarily a brand it's not a brand name or like a but it's, a, it's a, but it's a. a we it's talked earlier about off. consistency, right? Yeah, so
1: consistency yeah. is important, but at the same time, if there's a change that we could make that may make it just you know just better. a little bit better, why wouldn't we do that? You know, so right? Without having to say it's another beer. Yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah, every one of our beers that we've brewed more than once has evolved. Okay. Um, good. I, so that's a normal thing then. That's a normal thing. Yeah, I would think uh, so. I think, yeah. I mean, yeah. something like Jutsu has changed quite a lot uh, from the original brews. Uh, I like that. I think um, in for most companies these days, outside of brewing, uh,
2: they're, from my perspective, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: <lovely.
2: laughs>
1: That's just the water. Uh, it's, like, it's our
2: dishwasher. 100% not uh, what <laughs> you thought it was. No, what are, what are you talking about?
3: Um, there's, a, uh, there's an obsession with like giving people what they want. Uh, and I mean, I think you should always appeal to your your consumer, um, and you shouldn't tell them how things are. I think that's patronizing. But I also think that it's uh, in all things, and for us especially, beer it's a it's a dialogue um, with you, like the producer and the consumer. That you should give people what they want, but you should also maybe lead them along a the path towards something new. Right. Uh, I think you know most people don't. Get to like new foods without, you know, be challenged, being challenged yeah. and trying yeah. them. Like, I mean, how many stories have you heard of uh, uh, someone you know going to a future spouse's house, eating with their parents, mm. sitting down and having something plopped in front of them that they are terrified of? Right? They're yeah. like, I've never had steak rare, and then you cut it open and you've got oh like a God. rare steak. I cannot offend like, this. <laughs> Holy shit! Like, what do I do? Well, the only option I have is to eat it. Yeah. The only option I have is to try it. So, uh, I think for us, uh, and for me especially, I, I think, yeah, beer's, beers evolving over time is a good thing. I don't think you should alienate your consumer, but I think you should, um, uh, if you think there's a way to make the beer better, and you can find a way to, um, you know, take people along uh, slowly or at least on a path that they
0: understand, mm-hmm. why, not? why not? Why not change people's palates a little bit? Right. Without scaring them off by a whole new. Product. Sure, and right I also then.
3: think you're going to fall into a lot of pitfalls if you if you define like I said earlier, if you define anything too tightly,
0: you're restricting yourself pretty significantly, right? Particularly in an evolving field like beer, yeah. Whereas, like you said, even to try and to try and get consistency is kind of like the goal, like mm-hmm. it as close as possible. So it's never guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So you want you. Know, everything, all your actions are going towards that, but if you can, uh, I guess people expect the, uh, the slight variances, but if you can like, you know what, hazy's kind of the taste right now, let's uh, yeah. mess with that, if you try that same beer another year, it'll be different it again. Yeah. Things are
3: always a pendulum, I think. Um, yeah, Ten or fifteen years ago, a hazy beer was a sign of bad process. Yeah. Uh, it swung completely in the other direction, that people are trying to make their beer as hazy as they possibly can. Uh, yeah. I think both of those answers, in my experience and for my palate, uh, are not entirely right. I think the truth is in the middle, as it, it almost always is, is yeah. right? So uh, it's nice, you ha- I think, I mean the way people learn, the way groups of people work is, is you know, you want to believe one thing is true, right. uh, so in order to learn and find that good middle ground, you do have to swing one side to the other and then eventually settle. Where it works best in the middle. So yeah, I think in the future you'll see people uh, moving a little more towards clarity and applying some of the stuff they learn from haze. From uh,
0: that, take keep some of it and
3: then and then go the yes yeah, because um, I mean if there's one thing uh, that I like less about um, hazy beers uh, is that uh, uh, the flavors are pretty closely melded in mm-hmm. my experience. In, what do you mean between all the hazy beers? Uh, well, no, like one hazy beer has a bunch of flavors, but they're all like the the divisions between the flavors are very soft. It's like it's a bunch of transition zones, uh, and cool. if you get a, a clear beer, things are separate. You can taste. Oh, there's the pineapple. There's there, yeah. The, uh, you can like... you can pop flavors in a way. You'll see that if you make a lager uh, versus uh, like our spickle beer is in many ways a uh, the way that we make it here, uh, which is more aggressive than a German uh, spickel beer. Uh, it's in many ways uh, the lager version of a brown ale. Uh, yeah. It has a very similar malt bill to what you'd see in a brown ale, uh, but it is brewed as and fermented by a lager strain, uh, so you end up with brown ale flavors, but everything is crisp and mm-hmm. separated, and it's a very different effect.
0: Interesting. I like them both. That's cool never thought about that because I guess I've been drinking the more and more I have I think I was more upset I do know about Joel but like it's the same as anything like if you can't get it you want it more mm-hmm. so I'm sitting on Instagram I'm seeing like treehouse trillion oh my God, my fuck, man, I can't get these beers it's driving me crazy so then as I had opportunities to try the more and more that's why I'm sort of really gravitating towards it and I feel like the more I'm having these some like that confront the like, treehouse is somewhat disappointing to me like it's it's okay maybe but i, I probably put it up here right and like, a trillion is like gee yeah. so i feel like the more but when you really have them all then the differences are subtle more subtle like if you can put two other ipas even you know from any other region up against each other like they're probably going to be quite different all these hazy beers are aren't insanely different mm-hmm. i guess it, is that what you're kind
3: of saying as well uh, well, no, I think I think I've had hazy beers that have
0: incredibly different flavor profiles. But um, they're closer, potentially, from what I've, the small amount that I've had. I've noticed they're closer in yeah, I think profiles and I think, than perhaps other stuff.
3: I think so, and I think one of the reasons is that you know within each beer it's harder to create separate flavors because of that. that because of, right. of that makes of a lot of sense. The one thing because of the amount of hops you're putting into something, uh, you like. You can't really target exact flavors in hops. Everything is a blend of, uh, of oils mm-hmm. uh, that create those flavors. And every hop has pretty much every oil. So right. it's. Um, the more hops know. that you're blending together. Yeah, the tighter your They call mm-hmm. it a matrix right. of, of flavors. It's impossible to tell what. I mean, hop one and hop, like Citra and Mosaic, taste one way apart. Uh, they don't taste like Citra plus Mosaic when they're together. Right, they meld, meld in things. a way. So if you put a huge chunk of hops into something, you, that that matrix of flavors is going to come tighter, uh, and it's harder to separate one flavor from the next. Part of the reason I think these taste like this is because you have such a huge punch of all of those flavors. It's right. incredible. I love I love uh, the IPAs coming out of uh, Hill Farmstead and The Alchemist and Lawson's and Fiddlehead. Uh, and uh, I think it's great, I love it as a style, uh, but I, I do think that there are different ways to make IPAs that will be more, um, you can differentiate more than each other um, right. based on separating the flavors a little more. Right? It's tougher to do that in the hazy style. I think so, I mean, yeah. I don't have enough experience to say that and you know, put my name to it. Right. But uh, that's kind of where I'm sitting right now. It's the more hazy, IPAs I have, the more similarities I find between them in a way yeah. that um, it's kind of weird. Cool. Yeah, I mean... Unexpected
0: yeah. initially, and then I guess now when you actually think of the chemistry, I'm like oh, I guess it kind of makes sense. There's only so much you can do. Yeah. Uh, if there's one if there's one brewery I think that
3: does an incredible job of showing how different you can get IPA flavors to be, it's New Belgium uh, yep. who put an incredible amount of scientific work into differentiating their IPAs and right. uh, they... Their IPAs have incredibly different profiles. Right. Incredibly different, and their IPAs are all clear and West Coast style. And yeah. And there's Colorado. Yeah. And there's always like we were saying. There's a middle ground. Yeah. I think I think people will find a there's really amazing the middle ground. Hopefully. In the next ten years.
0: Yeah. I feel like in the meantime, though, like that's what I really want to see Ontario. I just don't want to see Canada because we're like very much looking at the states now and seeing. The direction they're going, I don't want to see, like, say Quebec and and, and Ontario, like, fall behind too much, because I feel like why Quebec
1: and Ontario? They've always had such a like a different trajectory in terms terms of craft. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I mean, Quebec always had a little bit more of a kind of European Belgian influence. That's true. Um, Even something like like a Belgian wit is far more popular, far more ubiquitous as a style in in Quebec. Whereas Ontario has, I think, been much more influenced by English and then, by extension by American craft burgers. That's a great point. Yeah, for sure. It's a really good point. Um, so, I mean, I, I would certainly not clump Ontario and Quebec in in terms, of, in terms of their brewing sort of histories and philosophies.
0: Very much agreed. So then, though, at, at the same time as looking at the future of it, mm. um, it does seem that uh, I don't know if y'all agree though I would like to see more of these and more of like okay, like goes is a pop now and like the mm-hmm. South I see a lot of that happening here I feel like this is happening more and more and more like this is literally northeast IPA to me this is phenomenal really yeah
2: such a good beer um, are you going to make it I hope you going to make it again let we'll make it again I mean we, we hope to make it I mean we'll, we'll, we'll make somewhat of a replica of yeah, that we'll, today we'll, oh, oh up, that's we'll, true maybe yeah. whichever one turns out so it would be, pretty, pretty, yeah. close. It'd it'd to be pretty close it would be pretty close if not a little there. different
0: yeah making that recipe right yeah. that's it I'm really excited for this one today it's gonna to be great but I'd just like to see like this is not what I expected you said IPA and I didn't expect this and this is absolutely everything I want right now awesome mm-hmm. and I, I I don't know man I'm, I'm I don't know if I'm crazy or not because I, I can tell you guys are heavy into beer as well maybe you can call them because you actually brew more than, than you said you were I'm gonna drink or? a lot <laughs> right but are you like obsessed with this shit I don't I'm, like, I, if, if the beer he is he does drink this, a lot surprised I know. mean I,
2: I you know look like it I, I wouldn't say I'm obsessed but like, I just I I, I, I I, love what it does like I said yeah. I love that it brings it brings together. all these people yeah. together so you're kind of more into that side of it like if I drink a beer that like, isn't like this
0: I'm kind of disappointed right now yeah. yeah like I went to Bellwoods on Sunday we got here on Sunday went to a show went to Bellwoods afterwards because it finished so early we had no intention on it it's like oh we're around the corner cool and I couldn't stop thinking about those beers for like three days so we went back again a couple <laughs> of nights ago and then the next night, and last night, we were drinking Treehouse and Trillium for a pilot for some videos and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So I've kind of had a real hazy week. and been, I, But I couldn't stop thinking about it. Like two days, and I'm like, fuck, I just need to get back. So I bought, even like, I very rarely buy the same beer twice. Yeah. It was documented. But I even bought some Jutsu and some Little Star to take home. Because I'm just like, I need to drink this again. Because it's that fire. And I really can't get my hands on stuff. And I was so impressed that they did it. It was as good as anything I've really had from before and they Shit. were disgusting ready. and this i would probably put in a similar thing like this is phenomenal to me but this is all I really care about and I just want to mm-hmm. see though because I feel like there's a lot of other beer nerds like me that's all and Scott's the same so I feel like there's a lot of people who want this stuff and if they're like I feel like there's pride if I'm saying oh these are terrible these guys are all killing it and they're doing beers yeah. as good as they're doing in Vermont and they're in Toronto and like I know these guys like that's it that's amazing to me because Canada's always like, in Australia I, mean, I come from a country that's always behind right and I feel like Canada and Australia are very much aligned with always trying to catch up to the States in entertainment in movies in mm-hmm. music in whatever you name it fashion Like and I feel like with beer like we can be on the same level there's no reason we can't yeah, absolutely. do what they're doing and because they're kind of leaving the world with some of the yeah. stuff that they're doing
1: we also have the benefit of being able to look at these other they're right, like there, markets, right? right there, right? We where they can sit down, they're right at the there. forefront, so they have you know, it's harder for them to look around and see where they can get inspired. But we can really easily look at Quebec, look at Vermont, look at you know, that's Belgium, it. Germany, all these other
0: regions and get inspired, but absolutely. Even just like, like, like uh, San Diego or Colorado, yeah, like, excuse me, yeah. even like, like new, new beer centers like Tampa Bay and uh, mm-hmm. Asheville, and North Carolina, like quick trip away to go into the island and see what's popping. Yeah. That's yeah, exactly. I was always curious. Like, I don't know, like, actually, this is a question for you guys. I always was wondering if, if I owned a brew pub of sorts, I'd be like, you know what, I'm going to go see firsthand what's popping in these cities because I want to be ahead of the game. You know what, maybe a lot of Canadians aren't ready for this, And maybe they are mm-hmm. because there's enough beer nerds like us who travel for beer and there's beer nerds from the States that come to Canada for beer too. Yeah. So I'd be like, you know what, I'm going to check this out, business trip, fuck it. Let's go down, let's spend 2-3 days, let's hit up as many brewpubs as we can and talk to the people yeah. and get take this, you know, the tours and stuff and let them know what we're doing and see see what's popping there to oh, see like, these guys are kind of ahead of the game, let's see how we can get there. How do you guys feel about those sort of activities?
2: I mean obviously we'd like to do <laughs> yeah. it. I mean, I know Company of, credit card, yeah, you know uh, I mean. Once, 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 we, to figure, TV, once we figure well. that out. I mean, yeah, obviously, there's so many great cities and we're, we're surrounded by, it. I mean, it's not like they're the best places to visit, but I'd love to go to Buffalo and Cleveland and, and just kind of absorb a lot more American beers. And just, yeah, you're like you're saying, like, go to, like, the, you know, because a gas station and a fucking watering hole probably have a better selection than half of our bars in the mm-hmm. city, right? And that's, I found that's health, 100% so. the problem. And that's, you know, yeah. that alone is... Uh, <laughs> I was in Nashville a couple months ago, and we, we were on, like, East Hastings, which is, like... A bit more of a not the Vancouver hipster area. Oh, hipster. Have oh, you, uh, you ever heard that, that term? <laughs> it's fucking um, insane. <laughs> so it's uh, they uh, there was we were kind of in the middle of nowhere, and there was this one gas station that we thought we would totally get mugged. <laughs> uh, and we went inside, and this guy like Earl or Randy was his name, <laughs> and Daya. he had like uh, you know big overalls on, big guy, like uh, Bubba Gump hat, and we go in, and. There's the most, most amazing selection of beer. Like it was insane, and we bought everything. We got our groceries there, everything, and then That's we perfect. we didn't even go out that night. We like went to our B and B. Was like fuck. We got like well, why go anyway? It's an insane yeah. selection. Let's yeah. just party here tonight on our first night. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, down the road, a hundred percent, we're gonna go somewhere. I- ideally, I'd just like to, to get go some there. inspiration. Sorry, go. Ahead. Yeah, absolutely. No, inspiration for sure. Yeah, I mean, and just to see what's trending. Yeah. I think the worst thing in
1: any in any craft in any trade is much ego you know if you think that you know everything if you think you don't need to be inspired to learn more to grow I think that's gonna kill you yeah so I don't personally like I don't ever want to be in that position where I feel like well we know everything we know what we're doing it's we're like, good we should always be like so just forget even if it's good right like how can it get even better right and yeah things, you get better by by learning you know by exposure by experience
0: that's by it. trying shit out you know yeah and I guess yeah if you if we're like so lucky as to be right at the you know, a very short trip away from uh, where things are really popping like okay. That's That's right. <laughs> um you know what i think we have another thing with the lightning round can, you, can i get my phone there uh, yeah. bro? oh do you come so this is a whole bunch of short questions. We tend to nickname it the molasses round. <laughs> uh, because the
2: shit is super Ig- super. Acknowledge Come on. Wake up. Wake up. Come on.
0: <laughs>
2: this is Omar, our Chef. You doing that? Um,
0: so the lightning round. First question. Guilty pleasure beer. So just like we were talking about before, oh, is there's a beer God. that you'd be embarrassed to admit to your other beer known friends that you enjoy. So uh, mine would be like Corona. Like, I'm not mad at a Corona ever.
2: I'd say
1: uh, Moosehead. I like okay. to put a little lime in there,
0: you know?
2: Ooh. Just really kick back. Dude, like, I didn't even know yeah, that. Yeah, really <laughs> I'm like, I don't know about this business of it. Yeah. Uh, all, I, honestly, all of them. I, I, drink, I drink that fucking Steagle Radler like a motherfucker. That's great, man. I drink a lot. I, all of all of them. My wife is in a very big um, hop, hop person now, so yeah, we drink... Uh, drink everything. Okay. I, I, for me it doesn't matter. Football Sundays is Budweiser and Nacho's like I don't care. You're cool with that? Yeah, I mean uh, it, it doesn't me you really <laughs> it's more about uh, like my brother says like I just want to crush beer. I don't want to drink beer. I'm like, okay. I, I'm open to all beers. Okay. I, I I don't I've never I've never really said no to a beer. Okay, <coughs> that's fair.
3: Uh, I don't I don't know if I'm embarrassed by the uh, <coughs> by, this, but uh, I really like Marston's Pedigree, which is like a very old-style... It's not a like Guilty...
0: No
2: one's heard of that, It's not like <laughs> a Guilty pleasure. <laughs> Do you know what, I can You're already onto man. something, we don't know. Uh, I think just...
3: we can get that in Montreal. Yeah, yeah, you can get You used kids. to be able to get it here. Yeah, Pedigree. I've totally seen it around. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah.
2: Like yeah. it's like a, it's, a, like a <laughs> it's, it's like a boring,
0: it's like a boring British Ale. Uh, but I love it. I think it's great. Right. That's a good one. Beer, you would decline under any circumstances. So if you went to a party or a barbecue and you did not bring your own beer, like, you know, it would be unlikely. And someone was like, hey, have a PBR. You're like, ugh, you gonna need water? Because you know, I would never drink a PBR and give you shit what circumstance it is. It's not happening. Uh, I don't want to say
2: anything bad about Toronto. But, but I wouldn't. will <laughs> uh, <for laughs> say. yeah, go. On. I'll say cream or I don't really want a cream or that's
0: okay. The, the,
1: the, the I would say maybe a Coors light, you know, like if it's ice cold, you know, if the if like the mountains cold. if the <laughs> mountains are blue then maybe it's okay. But for me a, like a sign of a good beer has always been like, you know, if it's kinda warm, is it still drinkable? That's mm-hmm. like if it is then that's probably a good beer. But it's like a course light if it's if it's not, you know, sub zero, it's pretty it undrinkable.
0: Drinkable.
1: Yeah. Um, so that might be the one for me to do a little
0: Okay. Um, Rolling Rock Yeah I've heard that a bunch actually Not really.
3: with a 10 foot pole No, no. Yeah uh,
0: I don't that. That's a good one it Smells like green Cork <laughs> <laughs> uh, Favorite beer style So if y'all had a, a particular style That if you, like, if you had a go to Like if you were like you go looking for a, You're at a bar You're at some beer You're like oh, I'm looking for this beer yeah, S- so.
2: Me Saison's Yep Saison's changed Beer game for me Personally I would say A really solid Paleo Okay Nice
3: crushable. Uh, so it's always a tough one. Yeah, it's, this is a very tough one. Uh, if I'm at a bar, I'm generally looking for something uh, clean. I would love to see a quality non-Pilsner, non Hellas lager. Okay. I don't really care what it is, but if I see somebody who has like a, a quality lager that doesn't fall into those two, then I'm You're getting it right. for sure. But I don't care what it is from there, because I think uh, someone who's making uh, an alternative
0: take on what you see from lagers here, I'm curious to see what they That's do with it. Nice. I like that. Uh, the opposite, least favorite, and this doesn't mean you like hate it, just like, the most common answer is the smoked beers, the roush beers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone hates them. I fucking love roush beers. <laughs> <laughs> <I absolutely laughs> drink a I'm not surprised there. for... Uh,
3: Germania, you know, from yeah, and yeah, and yeah, I went. To, I, the, I, I was, was able to go to Schlankaro, which was really cool. Yeah, really the one, cool. The, the yeah It's tremendous how different that beer is when you get it fresh. It's somehow smokier
2: and Better. more delicate at the same time. I guess. Like I just said you like uh, heavy, like heavy stouts. I just, you know, doesn't mean you hate them. It I don't hate them. I just favorite. it's like the the I guess the mood I'm least in for, right? Like I guess if I was to choose, it's, I'm kind of always ignoring.
1: Fair. I think I'd say maybe double or triple IPAs. I find that there yeah, absolutely, it's too much. Uh, yeah. It's just too much, you know. I mean, like it's yeah.
0: Interesting. Okay. Respect. What about you?
3: <laughs> <laughs> On a similar note, uh, for me, uh, the thing that I avoid most is something listed as imperial uh, that you don't normally see an Imperial version of. If I see an Imperial saison mm. or an Imperial like Pilsner weird. or an imperial, an imperial...
0: Session IPA. Yo, <laughs> dead ass that exists yeah. in the States. Yeah, I'm not really? joking. <laughs> so I'm, like, we, I was about to bring it up. Like We saw card. someone... I forgot who it was. Magic, it was. Magic Cat. Magic Cat? Was yeah, Magic Cat was telling us. Yeah, I've, I've seen that as a joke a few times as Your well. I, he said it was like a double <laughs> Session or like an Imperial Session. I shit you know that. <laughs> there. What? Like, I want to do like a Session Imperial. Wow. Russian Imperial I'm sure they're making a difference. Yeah, Yashish, think about it.
3: Oh yeah, I've seen lots He's of imperial saisons. I'd say in general, if I say a, if I see a saison that's um, above six and a half percent, go for it. Go I'm it. not going for it. I'm avoiding it. I uh, that's not that's not what I like. That's what it from, is. most styles. Yeah. I don't. I don't like. For me, I don't like extra
0: alcohol uh, in a beer that right not it for it. Yeah. 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 Desert island beer. So if you got stuck on an island, uh, you know, indefinitely, and the caveat to this, beer nerds always ask this fucking question they're like you can, it'll be like fresh delivered to you they can't take you off the island but they'll deliver the, the beer for you fresh exactly how it's supposed
2: to be consumed those bastards
0: I know I mean that sounds like a pretty <laughs> sweet deal that's <laughs> a pretty good deal yeah so
2: just to, just to be like just, just to be I want to change like the it. answer lines just so I don't look weird so you go first so it'll be the same beer preferably yeah. like you could say a
0: style or something but it's more interesting if you say like, I, mine would be like a heavy topper I can drink that shit forever but I want it fresh like yeah. you know, mm-hmm. a few days no. old Good to go.
3: Nice and cold. <laughs> uh, if I had to drink a beer every day, it would be different than if I was drinking every once in a while. If you're going to ask me a beer that I would like to drink every day, it would be um, terrace Bulba from uh, De La Sena. Sure. Sure. For sure. Interesting one. Yeah. Or the of beer. Good either. But Yeah. yeah. Alright. I,
1: I, <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I do would you. do Cezanne would be my style. Okay. Do you, uh, yeah, but that's but that's the do you have your favorite
0: one? I think Ooh. maybe Dupont. Okay. Nice classic. Yeah. Cool.
2: I'm just gonna pass. I'm gonna pass. Oh, you I'm, there's no-, ooh, he's, no drinking, he's drinking wine on the island. I might get <laughs> that can <laughs> wine or- <laughs> like, oh, like, like a, a can a of and coke. can coconut or, or- I don't know, what am I gonna- I'm gonna drink myself to death, so I probably- Because I don't want to be on the island, <laughs> first of all. Right. That's true. Like so- a alcohol, bottles of alcohol <laughs> dropped
3: <drugs>. Just pure grain <laughs> liquor. I don't know,
2: <laughs> man. It's hot. Maybe it's a cider. I don't know. I don't know. Cider? Oh, really interesting. Okay.
1: Well, never knows possible. Yeah, that's a good one. It probably won't game? come up. So
2: what?
0: Being
3: actually
1: this situation. Yeah, so it's unlikely. It's, it's unlikely. okay, it's okay unlikely. that you don't have an
3: answer. Uh, you mean then, being then on it's an island with, with a daily delivery beer. Yeah. <laughs> unlikely to happen.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, it's I like pretty it. awesome. Not impossible. It's pretty cool. It's like it's why doesn't the guy get on the truck and go back home? Why did he keep It's like Amazon
0: drone. Amazon drone. Um, a be a trend predictions. Like, is there anything you think, yeah, we keep yapping about the IPAs, and Northeast style? What What do you think is, like, say, the pendulum swinging, what do you guys think is next?
2: And whether that's worldwide or here or just in general, wherever whatever you feel.
4: Well,
2: again, not knowing much, I think lagers are due to make a splash. Okay. As that's is? Like straight up lagers, or will they be hoppy lagers, or will they be craft lagers? I think just be? maybe. Uh, Hybrids of some sort. Okay. I think that I haven't really tried in, a lot in Toronto and Canada, so I feel that there should be some sort of trend with uh, the style. I, I I mean, just for me personally, I've never really tried any very different lagers, so I think that it should be something that comes and hopefully it's Vicker beers. Yeah, right? <laughs> honestly. Yeah, yeah, I love that beer. Trend prediction.
1: Yeah, I could see um, more sessionable beers. Yeah, uh, I mean, you're already kind of seeing that a little bit, but session IPAs, low alcohol saisons, um, lower alcohol pale ales, things like that. I think um, you saw like a big influx of in, you know imperial beers and double beers and things like that. I think um, you know huge flavors on those, which is great. But I I'm really hoping to see a bit of a, of a turn back to just the sort of I don't know, just the sessionability of like lower alcohol beers, the kind of beers that you can just, you know, drink all day and not be too drunk. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, so whether that's Crushes. lagers or whether that's saisons or
3: whatever, that any is. style really. I like that. Perfect. So uh take this in a slightly different direction. Uh secrets, mm-hmm. I think. Uh I think the craft beer community has been incredibly open so far, but I think down the road there will be more market pressures, and I think people are going to be a little more careful about uh, recipes and yeah, and, and how, and how much information they share with
0: with other people. Interesting. True. Sure. No one's ever said anything like that before. That's great. I love that. Sure. Um, We've got lots of secrets. Yeah. Oh, I dons, can tell. I know. I'll wait till now. Favorite up and coming breweries. Is there anyone that's uh, that you guys know that's popping or about to pop, or maybe mm-hmm. like under the radar?
2: Godspeed it comes to mind. I mean, yeah, I'm <laughs> super stoked for Godspeed. Uh, I haven't even tried their beer yet. I think it'll be okay. It'll be alright. Yeah. Yeah. I got a feeling. Mildly interested in this. Um, who am I really enjoying. Uh, you know, Redline's pretty great. Uh, I went. I did their. I went to their brewery. Yeah, I actually. Yeah. I really. Yeah, they're in Barry. I really yeah. enjoyed some of their. A lot of their beer actually. Okay. Good.
3: anybody that, so, speak. best beers I've had um, in the last two years have been from Degard and side project yes. I wouldn't say they're necessarily up and, up come, and coming but, but they're, they're not there. they're not like a huge name yet but um, they might be that's the best beers I've had for sure uh, in terms of Ontario I think um, tooth and nail is yeah, uh, making some line. fantastic beers and uh, uh, really attention to process is incredible I would say
2: Stone City as well yeah Stone City's making making I really like I like actually I like everything they're doing whoever's running the show is there's a couple
0: Justin and Mal I believe my my cousin Nick lives out in
2: Kingston and I always get him to bring me back stuff and I've I've liked literally everything they've made so far I can't remember the name right now but there's a line
1: of uh, beers from Italy that I really like Might be Bruton? Is that the one? Yeah, I know exactly there? the one. The Brutons. big bottles. Yeah yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've, had, I've had a couple of really nice yeah. ones from them as well. So okay. I think in the future you'll see more and more like surprising markets. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, something like Italy, which you wouldn't associate with beer. beer all, as right. we said, Spain, yeah. places like that. Um, uh, probably emerging place. markets too, like Brazil and India. You know, yeah. I mean, brazil got some stuff coming. I in, think you you'll you'll probably see yeah. some crazy good stuff coming out of those places. Italy's,
3: Italy's craft brew mm-hmm. scene
0: is incredibly yeah. vibrant, it's coming yeah. incredibly vibrant. It's, That's actually it's one of the most established in Europe. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. These are actually the next two questions. Favorite beer city, destination or country or underrated a style brewery city or country? So kind of like touched on that. So maybe Italy is kind of underrated, mm-hmm. potentially. Yeah, um, do you guys have a, a place that you're like, oh, everything out of this city is like fire?
2: Uh, for only uh, the amount of places I've been, uh, the best city I've been to so far was Philadelphia. Really? Uh, I I just had so much fun. It was my bachelor party. Uh, of course. Sir. But, we went, but my my best friends made it um, part of the weekend that we went. We hit up every brewery and best beer list spot. And I was uh, obviously in the best mood every day. Yeah. But uh, I was super impressed. And I also have never been to Philly, so I was... I mean, for me, that's... I, I don't have a wide experience. Also, Portugal wasn't bad. Interesting. It was different. Yeah.
1: I've always been a big fan of Montreal for, for the brewing culture. Cool. Um, I haven't really done a lot of traveling since we opened up. No. It, <laughs> <and had it. laughs>
0: Did that Montreal probably me, the spot? Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. 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 Okay, love it.
2: Young man?
3: Uh, I mean, my favorite... Beer city to be in is Brussels, but I wouldn't say that's necessarily I think. unsurprising. No, um, no, no, no. I uh, yeah, that's my favorite beer city. Yeah, uh, yeah I think I was. have yeah, never city. been to Belgium, yeah. but I've always. No, I'm sure it's yeah, the best. Yeah, yeah. I, I would, love
2: Belgian beer. Like I said, I Philly. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was surprised. Really,
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Brussels. That was that was like five years ago. <laughs> when I was
3: in uh, the UK, I had some. The best beer I had in the UK was from Manchester, and yeah. I didn't expect that. So uh, maybe that's, that's something cool. I should say. I did not go to Manchester, but um, the stuff yeah, coming exactly out of Cloudwater was uh, was fantastic, yes, yes. absolutely fantastic. Okay. And oh, Cleveland some of the was great small too. Highest oh, killer yes. Yeah.
2: Cleveland, Cleveland was, was great.
3: great. Oh yeah. I mean, Fatheads is.
2: Fatheads was sick. Fat heads Butcher and Brewer incredible. was amazing.
3: Yep.
2: <laughs> not playing
0: around. Um, best beer you ever drank in your life. And this is generally situational. Yep. Like, a lot of them have been, like, oh, I was like a boat, it the sunset, I had a Budweiser, and like it was, mm. like, these are, like, full b and and stuff, saying stuff, so... <laughs> it was it's yeah. Like, seriously, there was, like, a story like that. Like, it's actually kind of funny. Yep.
3: Cool. Uh, I, I, went to to uh, I went to Quintessence at uh, Cantillon last year, and uh, I had uh, Cantillon goods from 1996. Oh, wow. i has uh, been in the bottle since 96. <sighs> Best beer I've ever had, for sure.
0: Hmm. It's a pretty
3: straightforward. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah,
1: I yeah. <laughs> uh, couldn't place when, but I'd say probably the first time that I had Rodenbach crew that was probably one of the best, one of the best beer experiences in my life. I was just like blown Good away way. by it. Yeah, yeah that exactly. that's really what it is. Like
0: you can yeah, exactly. Like
2: that beer wasn't the best, but that experience yeah, it, it did the like
1: most for my sort of like like palette. growth and yeah, yeah.
2: That's cool. Amazing. Uh, it's hard to pinpoint, but I would. Pro- I I think. Um, just going through uh, where we used to work, uh, just going through a barrel house and actually trying aged um, beer for the first time in my life, that was probably one of the key moments of my turn to the just this whole new world of where beer can go, right. uh, which I had no idea about, and just the process. So I think having it from the barrel for the first time really was... I mean, I think it was a uh, like a aged sour with cherries or something. And you totally, uh you you totally taste the wood you're like, oh my! God, just everything. Totally it really flipped me out. Oh, I was yeah. just like, holy shit! Like this is. Um, it it really kind of opened the door for me in general to kind of start being more open and adventurous with all beer. That's awesome, and the last question: Death Road beer slash
0: meal pairing. So like, it's, it's about to wrap up. <laughs> like I know it's a little different to the Desert Island beer, yeah. it's just like the last one. Mm. And if there's a specific, mm. don't have to have the meal pairing, but if there's something that maybe you would pair it with. Wow. I don't know it's ridiculous
3: questions, eh? I don't know if this is a pairing, but if you were to ask me the meal I would choose and the beer I would choose, yes. uh, it would be a tuna steak. Okay. Or uh, Orval. I was gonna say Orval. Straight low.
1: Okay. I was gonna say pizza and Orval. Actually,
3: the less fancy It's, uh, less, <laughs> it's a, a nice pizza. That's in the book. Yeah. Real nice You see Orval next
1: to it. It says pepperoni. Uh, suggested suggested pairing: Domino's. Now it would be like a super solid, like you know, like um, Neapolitan pizza, I think. Okay. Um With an Orval still there. Yeah,
2: I think so. Okay. I think it's an Italian. Yeah. like so, To the roots. <laughs> I go like straight German, I do like a classic goulash and uh, like a like a ridiculous bison or something, because I'm gonna die, so, so it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's making it ridiculous, uh, yeah, comfort food, I cut pure comfort, I just yeah, need yeah. to feel good about it, I like that, it's kind of a question to end on, isn't it, it, it is, Sorry, exactly. like guys, a little bit, it was yeah. kind of like just the last one in the list, what's well, oh, yours, list? yeah,
0: never thought about it. Come no one's on, ever I, asked you was, questions, eh? Yeah, shit. Yeah. On the spot. <laughs> on the spot. I guess I still come back to like, I, I, right now though, because right now like I want like, some sort of hazy ass IPA so like, I can think about it. I think about it like the vast majority of the day something wrong. Yeah. So I would probably want... Well, you, I, you, the vast majority of the day you spend
3: thinking about hazy beers? Yeah. About dying. About <laughs> <we don't laughs> <not>, uh, <laughs> like dying so much? That's kind of
0: cool too. That's the pendulum. Come back, right. we'll come back. Okay. Hazy beer, <laughs> Hazy. A hazy IPA. I was gonna say a heady, but I don't know, just because it's just like a nice like example. Of, do you know what I did have? I had the Hill Farms the Double Galaxy. In, yeah, that's That shit was just disgusting. Yeah. Was and the food, I don't know. I'm just good with the beer. Yeah. Now you gotta eat something. Don't you? I can share my pizza with you. Oh. Yeah, do you know what? I'll we'll share the pizza. That'd yeah. probably be good. And maybe we can just like <laughs> yeah. mix the beers. Yeah, beer, exactly. Mark it off yeah. out, give it a little bit yeah. of a uh, bell so the, the last thing you guys do is fight over the last slice before they kill you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. pretty much. Maybe we just <laughs> nice. split it down a bit and just be nice. Hey, this what we should have done the whole time. This the whole time. Why do do this? for humanity. It's messed up all that dude. Guys, thank you very much for joining us. That was awesome. You guys were hilarious. Make sure to follow T O on all social media, is that correct? uh yeah, yeah pretty much pretty much and the website i'll put it in the description uh c a. even easier perfect um, if you enjoyed the podcast uh give us a note, i was going to say thumbs up that's youtube you have to review rate it subscribe on youtube thumbs up subscribe social media at baos podcast follow us everywhere and if you're in toronto get your asses down here
2: and drink the beer well, come laylo come down
0: that's it guys and the food too the food is next level respect Uh, That's it guys, (laughs) cheers.